Hello, donors. Hi. Thanks so much for donating to the Max Fun Drive. And uh, every year when you get when we do our bonus episode, we try to do some other fractured take on the daily news. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was one of our, uh, you know, we, we turn the show upside down. Yeah, in uh, past years, you may recall, we've uh, done such things as play an entire board game. Or, yeah. uh, or uh, do an episode backwards. <laughs> That's right. Or just overheards. Oops, all overheard. Yeah, or every segment we did. We did one with every segment. Yeah. Uh, and this year, uh, well, a few weeks ago on our uh, Facebook group, um, all hail uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his uh, Caesar-like haircut. Uh, uh, we... Did uh, we asked our listeners, uh, fans, uh, group members, uh, your bumpers, you know, yeah, your yeah. bumpers, your stumpers, your uh, <laughs> poppers, yeah, amyl <laughs> nitrate. Uh, we asked, uh, what what is your favorite episode ever of Stop Podcasting Yourself? And we got there were a few front runners. Oh yeah, but the top one uh, at the time that we checked was episode one hundred and forty. An episode we recorded in November of 2010. Oh, the Olympics were, uh, di- you know, just a, barely a distant memory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, our guest was Paul F. Tompkins. That's right. He had performed a show at the Rio Theater and joined us after the show. So it had a real uh, late night, giddy sleepover vibe. That's right. Yeah. And was I hurt that uh, we've, I thought we had a good decade after yeah, that. Sure. I thought yeah. we've done very well since then, but... <laughs> Uh, people think we we haven't 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 done anything since 2010. Sure, that's yeah. That it hurt a lot. Yeah, but our idea for our show this year was um, uh, uh, for our bonus episode. We are going to well, we had that episode transcribed. That's right, and we are just going to read it. Yeah, uh, the role of Graham will be played by Graham Clark. The role of Dave will be played by David Chumka, and but we couldn't get Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, too busy. Yeah, he's doing another show at the real. Uh, but we got the next best thing. The best, maybe the best actor we have in our uh, oh, stable. Oh, absolutely. Without a question. When I when I thought actor, I thought this job. Yeah, we, uh, so we, I mean, we held auditions. Yes. Uh, Countrywide. And, and the guy who won is this guy. And his name is Ryan Beal, and it's Ryan Beal. Ryan Beal. Hello, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in your stable, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You wore a horse hat when you got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I took the stable thing a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the listener, a uh, horse hat is a hat with a picture of a horse on it. Mm-hmm. It's not a, um, a hat shaped like a horse. No, or a hat made out of horse. Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. So, <clears throat> so uh, now may we present to you... Our uh, uh, theatrical interpretation of yes. episode 140. Maestro? Hi. Hi. He's, he's Dave, Dave Shumka. And, and he's, he's Graham, Graham Clark. Clark. And, and together, together we host Stop, Stop Podcasting, Podcasting Yourself. Woo! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 140 of Stop Podcasting Yourself. My name is Graham Clark, and with me, as always, is the only man that I would ever have a late-night kind of sleepover-esque podcast with, 
Mr. Dave Shumka. Thank you. I mean, it sort of goes without saying I have the equipment. You have the equipment. But if somebody else said, do you want to do a sleepover style podcast? I'd say, nope, not without Dave. That's not where we're. That's not what we're doing, though. No. <laughs> oh, we're not sleeping over. Well, I mean, you're welcome to. But that wasn't in the agreement. Oh, Paul's sleeping over, though, right? Oh, our guest tonight. Oh, 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 oh. A very funny guy. We just saw him perform stand-up comedy at the Rio Theater. And you can, of course, check him out online at his podcast, the Pod F. Tomcast, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Hi, fellows. Hello. Welcome. How are you? I'm very well. That show was not just even an hour ago. That just happened. And it's fun. It's late. Right? It is late. We don't usually do the podcast late. It is late. This is fun. <laughs> I did think about it. When I looked at my watch after I walked off stage, I was like, oh, I still got to go out and sell CDs. The podcast is going to start late. CDs. Yeah. But then it was not that many people that came up after me afterwards. So it's all fine. And it seemed like they were a fun bunch. Everybody was very nice. Yeah. Everybody was very nice. I'm lucky in that the people that come to my shows are always nice after the shows. They're smart and, by large, funny people. Nobody's challenged you to an arm wrestle? That probably happens a lot with Joe Rogan after a show, don't you think? Because he's like the Houdini of comedy. A lot of people say that. People are constantly challenging him to physical... Physical feats. Physical feats of strength. Hey, Joe Rogan, let's step outside. Do you want to get to know us? I would love to. Oh, we're on the... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> now... Get to know us. Now... That line was... um. Uh, the, the attributed to me, but it was you said it originally. Which one? You get to know us. Oh yes, I see. The, the that was a transcription. That error. was a transcription. I think the first transcription error I've noticed was uh, that uh, Paul said his uh, uh, fans are by large funny people. <laughs> by large, <laughs> correct. Yeah, I just read what's on the page. That's right. Okay, back to the page. Now, see, my experience, of course, of get to know us is the first time I ever heard your podcast was as it happened. As it happened. That's right. Yeah. In this very province. And city. No, it was a city. Yeah, well, a city and a province. And country. And earth. Yes. Yeah. Hemisphere. And I forget because I'm a fan of the podcast and I forget that that was my introduction to it, was being on it. Yeah. And then all the jingles were new to me. Right. And you jumped right into it like it was. But I will say in respect. I will say in retrospect, I'm embarrassed that I commented on the jingles because they, of course, were an established part of the podcast. And I was acting as if, because they were new to me, they were new to everybody. No. Oh, no, Paul. And I feel foolish that I made. Oh, do not feel foolish. You were an outsider and everyone knew it. Yeah. And it was fun. An outlander. Yeah. And those people with their beards without mustaches, they pointed at me. Which one was Outlander again? Was that the... It was Outland with Sean Connery as an astronaut. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. And Outlander, I believe, was a Jim Caviezel Viking movie that came out in the last couple of years. What? The devil, you say? Yeah. He tr time travels back to Viking times. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this on the podcast because you were very excited about it, or maybe I was excited. Maybe Abby was excited. Wait. He was a Viking that time traveled back to Viking times? No, no, no. That seems pointless. He was a space traveler. Oh, a space traveler. Who space time traveled to Viking times. Space and time traveled, yeah. Uh, you know, like an ape planet movie. Yes. I won't go into it. I don't... An ape-themed planet movie. Yes. Well, uh, one of many, yes. Uh, the generic knockoff toy ape-themed... Ape-themed planet movie. That's right. Right. Professor Zaius, that's how they got around it. Yeah. You can't copyright a name. Zaius is a name. That's right. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a common name that we all know. They should have gone with Dr. Something Else, probably. Yeah. That knockoff company is not very smart. Oh, aren't they? Dr. Z Ape. That would have been better. Dr. Z Ape. Dr. Zape. <laughs> yeah. And his body is a Spider-Man and just his head is the ape. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know how that Spider-Man, the John Mayer song. <laughs> that's how he sings it at Comic-Con. Right. He does it to win over, the, really win over the audience. He's a funny guy in his own right, John Mayer. Yeah. Why wouldn't he do his own songs? Professional stand-up comedian. <laughs> so, for the listener, when it says crosstalk, we all just go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just, ah. And then he, in, he's in San Diego during Comic-Con. He comes in, he sings Your Body is a Spider-Man. The crowd goes wild. For people who don't know, John Mayer, the famous singer, also dabbles. Tattoo enthusiast. Yeah, kind of an odd choice for him. <laughs> Tattoo-theist is what they're called. <laughs> yeah, he does the occasional stand-up comedy said and i am a comedian and i play guitar but not in my comedy i swear i thought you were going to say and i am a fan you had the posture of somebody who was going to say and i think it is good yeah i think it is the right choice drop your musicianship drop the zero do quit your day job please do quit your day job people are often like oh you play guitar you should totally write funny songs how are people not telling john mayer to do that yeah that's true I believe he actually, in a YouTube clip I saw, I think he parodies one of his own songs. Ah, wow. Like when Weird Al parodied the, the tentpole one. When he parodied Eat It back into something else? He just did it the regular, he just did Beat It. Yeah, and he was like, it, it was a parody, Beat It. He would sing the actual lyrics. Yeah. And then afterwards just say, get it everybody? Yeah, two inside for you? I thought so. Weird Al was doing some next level shit. Meta Al Yankovic. That's right. That's how he got that nickname. I remember having a conversation when I was younger with a very good friend of mine who, it was an awkward period. Don't brag. Yeah, I didn't even... Oh, very good friend. Yeah, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very good friend of mine, Ed McMahon. Anyone heard of him? I'll forgo the name dropping. Yeah, but I remember him and I having a conversation where I wagered him that he was really big into the kind of Soundgarden and all that. Sure, absolutely. Alternative. The grunge scene? Yeah, absolutely. He had gotten to a point where he felt he had grown out of Weird Al Yankovic, and I wagered him, I bet you that in the future, Weird Al Yankovic will still be famous and making songs, and Soundgarden will be something that will be a completely a thing of the past. Oh, and he just reamed me out for that. You know, you don't know anything about that. And I'm, well, I think I might know. Do you think it wasn't like a situation where he was kind of getting angry at you saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knew you were right. That's why. Soundgarden just sold a million records. Is that right? Yeah. But after how long? No, for their latest, for their greatest hits album, it came packaged with a Guitar Hero game. And a Weird Al single. Yeah, so on a technicality, they... Oh, Oh. They sold a million to that video game company. I'm still astonished that that many people bought the Guitar Hero version of Soundgarden. Well, they at least manufactured a million copies of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not obviously a huge Soundgarden fan, and nothing against them. I'm a little shocked by this. It is because of this dumb tattoo. Is it because of the dumb tattoo I got on my neck? I didn't know there was a band called Soundgarden. I just thought it was a nice idea. A garden of sound. Yes. How come you keep referencing Spoon Man then? What's that all about? I like spoons. And I'm a man. Your body is a Spoon Man. That's my knockoff Planet of the Apes figure. Spoon Man. Dr. Spoon Man. Just a spoon with fur on it. It's the cheapest <laughs> of the knockoffs. My mom made it.
Yeah, fur and googly eyes. Yeah, I grew up poor. She was like, look, it's just as good as a store-bought one. <laughs> Give me your doctor's ass. Mommy's going to have some cereal. So I take nothing away from Soundgarden, but I guess I am surprised that that, that many people... I guess because they've just been out of the public eye and ear for such a long time that I was surprised that so many people would want to be able to play those songs in the game. No, I don't think people do. But what about I, a million? I think the video game company is sort of grasping at straws. Dave, a million. Oh, sorry. That's a bigger number. Uh, that's the biggest number there is. Yeah. It's pretty big. In this day and age. So the newest Guitar Hero type of thing is that Scratch Hero. Yeah. That's not what it's called. Well, actually, the newest. They now have Rock Band. The next one comes with keyboards. Oh, this ain't your Graham Clark's Guitar Hero. Whenever you were just talking about, you're already out of date. Whoops. But yes, there is a DJ one as well. I haven't played either. I, I will divorce myself from this. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played either. Full disclosure, I recuse myself. Conflict of interest in that I am not interested. I cannot serve jury duty. I do not play the scratch game that the trial is about. I played the Beatles one the Beatles rock band, and it was... Mm, I remember when it came out and there was this big craze about it, and I was like, look, I like the Beatles. I don't see why. I get it. You get to play the Beatles songs. Who cares? And then I played it, and it was just the most exciting thing in the world. Like, I'm playing Beatles songs. I can't play an instrument at all. Yeah, so here you are. But I was playing bass to these songs. It was very exciting. Yeah, we, for a while on this podcast, Dave had rock band, and after every podcast, we would play it. And I was miserable, just a garbage player. I'm pretty bad at it, too. Yeah, well, I just never got any better. We actually had a theme song. We kind of uh, chart my progress, but I was so bad, I just gave up. I gave up. You gave up the most fun thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I could actually play real drums, but rock band drums are beyond my capability. I cannot play any drum of any sort at all. And it mystifies me, because I know on some level... And yet you march to the beat of your own drummer. I have to. First of all, I had to hire one because I can't do it. Yeah, I understood. Well, yeah. But yeah, I think because on some level, I know there is a sort of math involved to playing the drums, and that's where it all falls apart. So I have friends, we would get together and play music, and I would sing, and I'd try to do the bass for a little bit. And occasionally I would get behind the drum kit, and we would start a song, and I could go for 30 seconds, I could stay on the beat. And then I would lose it, and then I would get so frustrated, where I just wanted to like, I wanted to turn this drum kit over. I know I can't do that, how do I get out of this? I love that your frustration with two drumsticks in your hand, sitting behind a drum kit, is to flip over the drum kit and not just bash them as hard That's as... That's what I was already doing, was just like the bashing. It was like, this thing that should be the outlet for my anger is the source of it. So it's like cutting the chains on a punching bag and being like, take that punching bag, frustrations resolved. Exactly. Oh, lordy. So what's been going on recently for you? Get to know me. Yeah, let's get to know Paul. Yeah, let's get to know you, Paul. Get to know me. I know that you're traveling around, you're doing the Tompkins 300 shows, oh yeah. Yes, I am. And they've been going good? They've been going... Well? I don't like the way you asked that, like you weren't sure. I don't like the grammar. Yes, they've been going just fine, <laughs> thank you. Yes, I've been looking, I've been booking these shows through my... Um, through MySpace? MySpace. Through Friendster. Uh, through... I'm doing these LinkedIn shows, it's been going really well. <laughs> Did classmates.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> classmates.com. <laughs> they want you to pay. I don't get that. People want to see their old school people. Yeah, but they they have that already for free. But don't you think it's about crushes, right? That's what it's about. Crushes? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I have that already on Facebook. Do you know, though, I was saying... Or, or it's classmates. Or it's classmates. But classmates, I think, was a precursor to... Yeah. Yeah. 
but it charges you money. But because it's always about crushes and stuff, do they have a section on there for like, I had a crush on... Right, and then you type in their name and they go, that, this person is not in our database? Yeah, exactly. This person was too good for you then, they're too good for you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're smarter than you. They have blocked their name from the site. Well, I was telling Dave that I was trying to find through Facebook, you know how sometimes you click on somebody's profile picture that's in your friend's box, but they've got a neat profile picture? Yes, yes. So it was an old high school friend of mine and they were in their Halloween costumes and their Halloween costumes were great. They were the Thundercats. Oh, wow. Right? Pretty good. That's sort of elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I clicked on that, and I started thinking about an old bully, and I was like, where did that bully end up? And so I almost I was almost tempted to go on classmates.com just to find out. He's probably in jail. I could just go to whatever, jail, jail.com? Yeah, no, jail.com. <laughs> Jailbook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Inmates.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's some kind of bully social networking site where bullies can talk to each other. Mori Povich. Compare techniques. Yeah, in a consequence-free environment. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How do we come back from this? How do we come back from this It Gets Better campaign? Should we launch It Gets Worse? Or it's pretty good being a bully campaign? What are we going to do? Can we get a ribbon? Can we steal a ribbon from somebody else? Let's get on classmates.com. Find these queers that we used to beat up. <laughs> We're going to re-bully them as adults. Hey, it's me again. I finally got that prescription for Lipitor, so I'm back and fighting trim. I was worried that some things may not have aged well. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's speaking, he's speaking in character. He's speaking yeah, he, was, he, he, he yeah. was being a bully. You know how I broke my ankle on that mini trampoline last summer? But I am worried that more things will be well, passed. We'll see. Yes, we'll, we'll see. see what happens. Mini trampoline? That seems like something a bully would have in their house. Oh, bullies. What is it with bullies and mini trampolines? I don't know. When will they ever learn? When you were growing up, there were, uh, when you were growing up, was there a notorious bully in your neighborhood or school that was like... There were bullies in my school. I was bullied a little bit. I gotta say, not too badly. At the time, it seemed so horrible. But it was just kind of minor, kind of intimidation, really. I didn't get in a lot of fights when I was a kid or anything like that. But there were some tough kids, mean kids... There was this one kid that gave me a hard time, and then I later found out he committed suicide. He jumped off a bridge. Oh, no. Wow. And that's when you realize, oh, these kids, like you would in a young adult fiction kind of thing, you would realize, oh, he's that way because he has some sort of troubled life. And then it's horrible. And then by the same token, it's going to go to a weird place. Okay? Yeah. I love it. An ex-girlfriend of mine died last year. Oh, wow. And I felt nothing. Because it was a terrible relationship from the moment it started. It was like I was kind of bullied into having a relationship with her. Okay. Just just girlfriend bully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girlfriend bully. It's a very rare subgenre. Of youth fiction. That's right. That's right. When you go to the library. I think Madeline Longler wrote a lot of these books. Did she write Super Fudge? Yeah. She wrote Metaphysical Fudge. <laughs> Madeline Longler. And then our relationship ended really badly, acrimoniously. It was one of those things where I was saying to her, look, I don't want to hear from you again, leave me alone, because she was being a jerk to me. And then I hadn't been in contact with her for years and years and years, and then somebody told me that she died. And I had a really weird experience where I was feeling something, like it was the shock of it happening. But then I was also dealing with that fact. The fact that I wasn't glad that she was dead. No. But I wasn't sad. Like that bully. 
The most I could muster was, well, she was a troubled person, and I hoped that she reached some peace, but I don't believe in an afterlife either, so that was not great. So it was a strange thing, and I felt kind of like a monster that I didn't feel sadness. But how are you supposed to feel sadness for just everybody that dies, regardless of how they treated you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the... No, guys, I need answers. No! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I'm here. So you believe that you're supposed to feel bad for everyone? I want to know how am I supposed to. Yeah, but that is the conclusion, that you're supposed to. I'm assuming. And so how... I need you guys to come up with a method. Because people are dying right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to feel something for them. Do you remember that song from, like, 92 that was about how people are having sex right now? Wait. If you give me a little bit more to go on... Okay... I do not remember that song. <laughs> I, you have to let me sing. It was in parentheses. People are having sex. People are having sex. I do not remember that song. I maybe never heard it. Okay, now is there a chance? Did you maybe write it? I may be piecing it together from something some older kids taught me. Are you thinking of that song Right Now by Van Halen? Hey! It's your tomorrow, the theme from Crystal Pepsi. That's what I was thinking. That's right. Exactly. The theme from Crystal Pepsi. Uh, Have we ever talked about that moment on the podcast? This was the first moment when I realized that Dave was a super genius of comedy. Oh, good. I used to do this show at a place called El Cocal. You know this story. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, I don't know. Have I told this story? Oh, boy. I'm not sure. I always gave away prizes at the show. Very generous. (laughs) That I found at thrift stores and flea markets and stuff like that. A Dr. Z ape? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, it would have been the treasure of the night. Or Professor Zayas. Exactly. Sure. Uh, I bought this box of homemade clocks that this one person had made. Homemade clocks? Yeah. And they had made the face of the clock into different rock and roll icons. Oh, boy. So there was a Kiss clock and there was a Pink Floyd clock and I gave one away for several weeks. And then there was a Van Halen clock and on stage I held up the clock and I said, the great thing about this clock is every time is, and I paused and nobody in the crowd chimed in and Dave was outside and came running into the place and yelled out, right now! And I think I and one other person. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, no, I could hear him. Yes. Okay, okay. Because that would be beyond being a comedy genius. That would mean you had some sort of magical powers. Some sort of hearing genius. Yeah, yeah. Or a hearing genius. No, no, no. He's really smart about hearing. That's what they call hearing aids now. Hearing geniuses. His hearing quotient is above 140. His HQ. <laughs> uh, do, I, do you remember that night? I do now. Yeah, I lost my mind. I was laughing so hard I couldn't stop laughing. It was one of those things where every time I stopped laughing, I started laughing again because I thought... You went insane. Well, I thought every... Are you saying you were driven to the brink of insanity? Yeah, it was like the Joker <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the end of Bat Dance. <laughs> you needed Prince to say, stop Bat Dance. It is a good song. <laughs> yeah, it was a good song. Good album. The whole album by Prince. Wasn't it all by Prince? Yes, it was. There it was. was. There was Bat Dance. There was Vicky's Waiting. Vicky's Calling? Vicky's waiting to call you. <laughs> yeah, Vicky's on the line. It was a chat line. Vicky's calling. She's... La, 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 la. There was the arms of Orion. Vicky's call waiting. Arms of Orion. Yeah, not a lot of it had to do with Batman. Right. There was the electric chair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what that had to do with it, but it was in two songs. Well, it was the electric chair for all my future crimes. Crime? Related to crime. Yeah, but I don't... For all my future crimes. I don't believe there was an electric chair in the movie. Doesn't he say, isn't it Paul? No, you, Grandma. Oh, I, sorry. Nope. 
No. But that was the Joker part of Prince saying that. You would assume he was going to the electric chair. Yeah, well, he said the electric chair for all my future crimes. Electric chair for all my future crimes. Commissioner Gordon's lament, Kogo. (laughs) It was a one-man show as well. Commissioner. That's what Batman calls Commissioner Gordon. It's, hey, Kogo. Kogo. We're idiots. Hey, Kogo, we're going to go to BOGO. Kogo. Not to be confused with the Entertainment Tonight style expert, Stephen Kojikaru, Kojo. (laughs) Kojo, right. Yes, yeah. Boo. He has liver problems. Yeah, and a weird-shaped face. Yeah. Those are two things. (laughs) He took some kind of steroids. He's got a deathly liver problems. Also, his face is shaped weird. Uh, I'm going to pause and apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's one and the same though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Jerry Lewis when he got that thing in his spine and it made his face go pumpkin-y. Oh! <laughs> I thought it was a treatment that he was taking for some sort of cancer. That it was like a steroid thing. That's why he puffed up, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Where he had this thing, the remote control thing, the pain reliever device that had been implanted in him? What? No. Crazy. It's one of the crazier. No, Jerry Lewis and Jerry Lee Lewis are two different people. Yeah, no. What? (laughs) And Lewis and Clark and Martin and Lewis. They're all the same person. Wait, are Lewis and Clark and Lois and Clark different things? That was my line. (laughs) Are Lewis and Clark and Lois and Clark different things? Yeah, no, it's all just the same thing. Oh, my God. Dave, I just got the title of that show all these years later. The Arms of Orion. Ah, Kogo. Kogo. Kogo in 2012. Okay. I'm with Kogo. (laughs) If I don't see that in the new Batman movie, I'll walk out. I will walk out. I'm with Kogo. Are they making a new Batman movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's going to be in it? Well, who's going to be in? Oh, and the Riddler. People were saying Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Jogo-Lev. No, Riddler's out. He's not the villain they're using. Yeah, apparently the guy from Inception. Yes, Tom. Not Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. The guy with the weird patterned shirts. He will be a villain. Yeah, as long as it's not, what do you call him, Mr. Freeze? I'm in. Sure. As long as it's not Mr. Freeze, I am in. What about Egghead? Vincent Price. That's right. Nobody can do that role like Vincent Price, so that's out. No, no, no one could ever be as good as Vincent Price was as Egghead. In that made-up role that he probably made up on set. Exactly. I'm going to make up a character called Egghead. What if I had a bald cap and I was called Egghead? What was his deal? His head was shaped like an egg and he made egg puns. The end. Yeah, that was about it. There were only three channels. Yolks on you. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This will be exceptional. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a real egg on my face, etc. I'm having an existential crisis. Yeah, it was a fringier Batman villain on that. Fringier? Yeah, like there's the fringe characters, your scarecrows, etc. Oh yeah, true. Scarecrow didn't make an appearance on the Adam West Batman. Not on the old show. No. Too scary. I guess he was too scary. Yeah. But they did have Milton Berle as Louis the Lilac, and I could not even tell you what his thing was. Giant penis. I guess he liked flowers. Oh, That was when Forrest Tucker was... Yeah, capitalizing on a Hollywood legend. That's true. Did anyone play Orion? And did (laughs) anyone end up in the arms of Orion? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Prince's Batman album is equivalent to U2's effort to make the Spider-Man musical. I feel like that's a similar... I forgot about that. Did that happen or not? It is happening. It's happening now? Oh, okay. The music has premiered on Good Morning America. Yeah, that's all we know. Not even the Today Show. No, Good Morning America. Sure, yeah. 
Is that the lesser of the two? I think today's show's number one. Okay, all right. Yeah, there's the Today Show, there's Good Morning America, and then there's that miserable... CBS one? CBS Morning, yeah. They're smoking on air. That's just people in hospitals that do not have a remote control who are watching that show. People are smoking on air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunker mentality. They've given up. They're eating out of cans. Yeah, it's the only show that doesn't have windows to the outside. They're in their undershirts. Yeah, I never watch any of those shows. Morning shows? Morning shows, yeah. But now recently going to work, you turn on and there's seven of them or whatever, and there are a lot of them. (laughs) Are you turning on a bank of monitors at work? Yeah. (laughs) Are you seeing seven shows at once? I work for Kojo, Commissioner Gordon. Kogo, sorry. Oh, Kogo. I was like, why would? Please. There's enough confusion between the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were like, why do I work for that? I was thinking of the style consultant, and why does he have seven TVs? Well, he's got to. He's got to keep on top of those red carpet snipings. What do they do? Yeah, red carpet snipings. Yeah. No, 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 no. You were right. Yeah, inaudible. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. It happened outside Washington, D.C. The D.C. red carpet snipers. (laughs) I was a middle-aged man, and it was a middle-aged man and his protege when that whole D.C. sniper thing happened. I had just gotten back from my post-collegiate tour of Europe. Oh, yeah. And I hadn't figured out how to get a job or anything, so I was riveted for like two weeks following that story. I thought you were like, I didn't know how to get a job, but this sniper (laughs) seemed to be onto something. So I put an ad out looking for someone to teach me to snipe. I bought my own scope. BYO scope. From my mouthwash party. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that... that, uh, we got sidetracked because Paul said MySpace 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, MySpace. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. Wow. This is great. A lovely stream of consciousness. So how are these Facebook events going? They're going very well. I've been doing it for over a year. I just had the first return engagement at the first one at the Rivoli in Toronto. We have such a rivalry with them. Oh, I know. There's room enough for everybody, but I was delighted to be able to come up here to Vancouver and to be at such a nice place as the Rio. And to not be at an awful comedy club that no longer exists. Yes, no. That Yuck Yucks is no longer there? No longer there. It's no longer a Yuck Yucks. Yeah, it's that. Is it uh, Gross Grosses? It's called the Comedy Mix. It's the name of the club now. It's nice and meaningless. Yeah, well, no, it's a, it, but it is a better club now. Yeah, and it's fun. It's a fun night out with family and friends. Look, I'm not here to make fun of the Comedy Mix, although I am here to make fun of the name, which is dumb. Which everybody has. It's ill-chosen, but yes, that was the last time I performed in Vancouver. Oh, what if I told you they only sell bridge mix as a food at the comedy mix? I'm 100% on board. Now it makes sense, at least. Now I'm hungry for bridge mix. I'm not going to lie to you. What's in bridge mix? I I know trail mix. It's cereal and raisins? It's the same thing. Is that right? Oh, sort of like Chex party mix. Kind of, except it doesn't. No Chex. Somebody ruined it with raisins. And you don't play bridge when you have Chex. You have a party. Oh, is it to play bridge? Part one of four ends. Ooh. 31 minutes and four seconds. Nice. Mm. Do we want to take a sip of water? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's all have a sip of water. Uh, how do you think it's going so far? I think I I'm think... finding finding my rhythm. Yeah. I'm yeah, laughing great. a lot. I don't have a lot of lines. That's what, what I'm yeah, noticing. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, uh, I, I think this episode was well chosen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to return back to Let's it? Let's get yes. into it. Bridge. When you have checks, you have a party. Oh, is it to play bridge with? Uh, I'm sorry. I lost my age. Mm. Where are you now? Can we take that from the top of yeah, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridge. You. When you have checks, you have a party. 
Oh, is it to play bridge with? You do have a party, that's true. Yeah, so with Chex Party Mix, you have a party. Bridge Mix, you play bridge. Have you ever played bridge? Yeah, oh no, wait. London Bridge, I've done that. Bridge is the card game? Yeah. Yes. All right. You've just been to London Bridge? Yeah, that's it. Is that a thing that people do? Or is that a Fergie song? No, uh, London Bridge was a thing you played as a kid, wasn't it? Wasn't that a game that you played? It was a song that you sang. Yeah, London Bridge is Falling Down. Falling Down. My Fair Lady. Don't you fall down at the end of it or something? No, that... You're thinking of... Ring Around the Rosie. Ring Around the Rosie. Ah, that is exactly... Yeah, that's probably it. We all fall down. Or Martika's Toy Soldiers. And even that, even Ring Around the Rosie, the falling down at the end was optional. I don't think it was like... You could sit it out. We're not all falling down. You could sit it out. You could say, sorry, you guys, I have work in the morning. I am not falling down. Hey, have fun. Knock yourself out. We don't all fall down, all right? We all have rights. No, I'm falling down with you in spirit. Yeah, you had to say, we all fall down, but you didn't have to fall down. (laughs) Yeah. You're thinking of Red Rover. Yeah. Dumb. (laughs) Now, what were we? Dumb. Self-loathing. Idiot. Now, we just watched you do a show. Yeah. And there was a story in it about you stealing videos. Yes. As a youngster. Yes. Not as young as I should have been. As a grown-up. Kind of as a grown-up. Kind of as a grown-up. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We were talking with a friend of ours after the show, and he said, you should ask Paul, how long uh, after that was it funny to you that it is no longer a shameful thing, and then it was able to be funny? Oh, that's a good question. How long was it? It was a good while. It was a good while. Like years? Not that long. Okay. Not that long, I think. Before you're like, hey, that's kind of funny. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, because certainly when I started telling that story, it was many years after that happened. But basically, for the listener, I worked at a video store, and I was very embittered that I was working in this video store, and I started stealing videos. And I did it for a while, then I got caught, and then I got fired. And I was so mortified and ashamed, and yeah, it was a really long time, I think, before I was like, okay... I think when I started to feel that like I was a different person than that person who did that, then I was like, wow, that was like a thing that I did. Technically, I'm still that guy. I have the same name and fingerprints and stuff, same social security number, but I would never dream in a million years of doing something like that now. Good, you, good monologue. Yeah, very good. Uh, do you feel like that's how people on death row are like? Do you think they're like, oh, I, I was a different guy? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every one of them. I tell you what, if you get to be there long enough, probably. You'd be like, I'm not that guy anymore. What was that guy that that he brought together? The Bloods and the Crips for a meeting? Oh, Snooky. He, well, he had a name like Snooky. You've got to have a name like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, b- yeah, Poochie. Poochie, yeah. And then he got executed. He got executed. By the governor. Wow. By the governator. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people. The governor. The guy he had modeled himself after all those years. It was actually that for a brief time while that was the official title of the governor was governator. It was officially changed. I will tell you this. In Los Angeles at LAX, the airport, you can still get governor t-shirts. Please. Wow. Still. He's still the governor? Well, how long has he not been the governor? Oh, just like days, literally. But how long had he been the governor? But how long had he been the governor? No one cared anymore. The novelty has worn off now. He was just the governor. Well, I thought it was weird when I went to Las Vegas and they were playing up the fact that CSI took place in Vegas. Is that right? Yeah, and you could get CSI stuff. Wow. Did Vegas forget that it's Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. That that it has a lot more going on? 
It's not some small town that has to... Is there one person that goes to Las Vegas just to make a pilgrimage to the site of CSI? The first and second most popular CSI. <laughs> oh, I want to see that B-roll for myself. All those establishing shots, I want to see where they work. Where they, where they filmed by not the director of the episode. I want to go on that roller coaster that Gil Grissom went on. Yeah, that's right. And then he... Did he go on a roller coaster? He was losing his sight. His hearing. Oh, yeah. That's what I call second sight. Wow, you guys really know your CSI. We both saw the same episode. Yeah. I saw the first episode of that show, and I dismissed it out of hand like, this is dumb. And then it became this gigantic hit, and I thought I was crazy. Did everybody see that same show that I saw? That was ridiculous. Maybe you should become like a guy that predicts hits by... They, they run them past you and go, this is dumb, and then they go... And they do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it seems like I might, might as well be a chicken on a hot plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I feel like I'm the octopus that predicted the World Cup. Oh, right, right. Right. Rest in peace. See you later, Sally the Octopus. No, Paul. Paul, how dare you? If it was Daisy Octopus, you'd know. I guarantee you would. I guarantee you I would. Now, speaking of Dave, I think we were temporarily. We've gotten to know me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And it's great. Enough's enough, Paul. Is it Paul? Now, you have to reassure me, Graham, a little bit. A little bit. No, I do not need constant reassurance. Graham and I had a big event happen to us. We had an adventure this week, and we've done live podcasts before. Yes, you have. We've gone out on an advertising audition as a pair. That I did not know about. Oh, wow. We auditioned for a commercial. Yeah. Recently? A few months ago. Yeah. Did you talk about it on the show? I think so. We did, but very, uh, I think very briefly, but basically. We got a call back. Yeah, we got a call back. We went in and this was the greatest because we went in and Dave's instant attitude was, how fast can I get out of doing this? Yes, of course. No, 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 no. So we walked in and I said, you have to fill a form. And Dave said, I'm just going to leave. So that's how fast. Yeah, no, I stayed. Yeah, he stayed. And then the casting assistant came out and said, oh, Graham Clark, okay, you're going in with some guy. Yeah, this random guy. You were like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I said, the only reason I came down here was we were brought in as a pair. That's right. And I said, if you went in with that guy, I would have left. That's exactly what he said. And then I said, right now, <laughs> calling back to that Van Halen thing I didn't remember. You guys laughed and laughed and laughed for such a long time. But anyway. Yeah, we went in. We did that audition. We got a call back. We did not get the commercial. Sorry. Two actors did. I'm sorry for your loss. Two actors who knew what they were doing. But recently, I'd say late September, we got an email from someone asking us if we would host an award ceremony for the local advertising industry. Yeah, and it was one of the guys uh, at one of one of the kind of premier agencies liked the podcast and said, oh, I think these guys would be funny. We were both on some Christmas show the previous year for a big voice. The recording studio. Yeah, talent agency recording studio. A lot of advertising people go to this show. It's a really good show that happens every year. Odd gigs. Yeah. Oh, the list is literally endless. I could be here all night. But yeah, so we accepted. Yeah, we said, yeah, we'll do this gig. Absolutely. It's a, a nice thing to cross off your bucket list. Yeah, exactly. Host an award show. First, you have to put it on there. <laughs> Didn't know I wanted to do this. When you get the offer, you're like, okay, I'll put that on there, and then I'll cross it off. So then we said, yeah, kind of under the assumption that there would be teleprompters there and would be... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. A quick sidebar. I am laughing at the idea of somebody cheating on a bucket list where they do things, they write them on there, and then they cross them off as if they had always been wanting to do them. I'd like to have wanted to do that. It's like when you write a to-do list and the first thing you write is make a to-do list, scratch it off, free point, all right. 
<laughs> it's the last thing on your bucket list. Die. Cross that off. Yeah, exactly. It's like bingo. You get the center square for free. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Forgive me. No, a good interjection is always welcome. But yeah. So we thought it would be, I don't know what we thought it would be. We thought it would be a fun thing and they were paying us. Yeah, yeah. And then here's the thing. When you're doing something like that together as opposed to by yourself. Exactly. It seems like, okay, we'll get through this together. It'll be fun. It's something that potentially if you were by yourself, it would be kind of miserable. Yes. A lot of heavy lifting, killing time, and you know that people are probably going to be kind of disinterested maybe, and they're not going to be paying attention. Well, they were. Or they're going to be paying so much attention that they don't like you. So it's better to have an ally up there. Yes. And that is how it turned out. Yeah. That's, what I, that's why I said that. I'm smart. Smart and a little like you could read the future a little bit. Maybe. But yeah, the one kind of... But leading up to it, they, they would send us scripts and we, we were to write jokes about things and we... Yeah, Bruce Valanche. Yeah. Valanchify things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the scripts kept getting changed and we sort of... And the scope of the show kept changing because as is every business, there's a bit of hard times. And so last year it was held in this beautiful hotel ballroom. Yeah, for the past few years, yeah, it, it's always been this big... It's been a bit of a big uh, gala affair. This year it was held in a giant Chinese restaurant. Still giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, everybody likes Chinese food. At one point. Most people. Yeah. Exactly. Some people have objections. Choosy people. I like it. Choosy people. Well, I mean... Not like the choosy moms who choose Jif. Those are different. Well, you, Well, when you know... Well, you know when you're... Um, it, it's a different group of people. You And you suggest something and someone shoots it down and you're like, oh, I just wanted Chinese food. I thought we were all friends. Right. Yeah, so we did it. And I think the thing of the night was, first of all, this was the first time that and I fear that this may become a thing that happens in stand-up comedy. I hope it never does. But we were given an iPad that had Twitter feeds of people in the audience during the night. Oh. Which is great as a performer to know that your audience is on their device tweeting about you. That's terrible. But also, it was a way for them to, and it didn't happen very much, but it was a way for them to insult you. Yes. With zero ramification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like silent heckler that only you hear. Yeah, that's terrible. That is terrible. But imagine if that was the thing that happened in comedy now where they were just like, here's your iPad as you walk onto stage. <laughs> Somebody told me a story where, I don't know if this happened at UCB or something, where people could write stuff while the show was happening that would appear on a screen behind them. Oh, God. So it's even worse. At least you guys were just seeing it. We could ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could ignore it. You can choose not to share it with the audience. But this is like people are saying, you suck, and it's on a big screen behind you, and it's going on. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see the experimental nature of that, but uh, let's keep it at an experiment level. Well, it's because the people that think of these ideas, they don't think how, of how they could be used negatively, ever. They just think, new, it's a thing that people do now, so everybody likes it, let's use it. Like, yeah, but you don't understand, people are jerks a lot of the time. Oh yeah, especially anonymously, it's the greatest. Yes. It is the greatest to be a jerk anonymously. Well, we all admit we do it too. Sure, oh yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although all my screen names are Dave Shumka. But different spellings. Yeah, oh yeah. Two S's, two H's. So we had uh, written, I don't know, 15 minutes of jokes off the top. We immediately cut 10. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we knew what the gold was and it did well. Yeah, they, they were paying attention at the beginning. And then as we started handing out awards, it was just no more jokes. Let's just hand out the awards. They should have just let us go home and then just had an award robot or, you know... The thing that... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
how are you going to move past award <laughs> robot so quickly? As if we all know what that is. They should have just had an award robot or no, not or. Let's talk more about this award robot. How dare you? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I forgot you're from America. Up here in Canada. Oh, my God. You forgot who you were talking to. Yeah, exactly. You're revealing some secrets. Let's all write down what we think an award robot is and then come back. We'll turn out the lights. Everybody puts, well, yeah, everybody puts it on a desk. We turn the lights out on. It's anonymous? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. No questions are stupid. The only stupid question is the one that goes unasked. That's right. That's right. What's an award robot? I was just thinking it was a robot that... I imagine a robotic arm that hands out awards. Yes. I think that's what I imagined too. I was thinking more, you know, the things that, that, that shoot clay pigeons. Oh yeah. That launch clay pigeons. Yeah. It was like that. That slings awards out more than hands them out. That's more just a machine than a robot. That's a three minute award ceremony. It's a machine that already exists. Yes. It's a machine that already exists and not really a robot. Yeah, you're right. Well, no. What's that robot that washes dishes? Like it's a square robot. You put dishes in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a robot though right if you explained it to people in the old days where they were washing them by hand you were like there's a box that will clean it they would go that's a dishwasher robot no they would say that's a washing machine it's a machine that's not a robot why do you go back <laughs> why did you go back in time if you explain this to someone from the 40s they would say oh that's a robot that's a dishwashing robot R robot at most they would say robot <laughs> You mean a dishing wa dishwashing robot. <laughs> Washing machine, I guess, yeah. Washing machine is only for clothes? Dishwasher? Only for clothes. Do not put dishes in the washing machine. Yeah, although pretty cool of clothes to have gotten the whole washing. Absolutely. That's true. But you have to specify dishes for dishwasher. But we don't call a washer. So we go to a car wash, yeah. Yeah, because there's the little piece of metal that is called a washer. Oh, right. Although a washer dryer. Washer dryer. As long as you have dryer following it, everybody knows what you're talking about. But what does the little piece of metal washer do? I don't know. I don't know why it's called a washer. I don't know either. Oh, now I'm angry about it. It's taking a valuable name, real estate. Yeah. Does it wash anything? I don't think so. Nope. I know a maintenance guy at a place, a live thinks that putting a washer in things fixes everything. I know it's that it's his go-to move. Ah, it's a washer. I know, it's a washer-washer. We all fall down. Yes. <laughs> yes, and then we all fall down, right? Ludner Bridge, right, guys? I feel dumb that I have not questioned the name washer until now. I'm like a character in a Rubicon or something. <laughs> we did make some Rubicon jokes because... No, did you really? Yeah, oh yeah. Because it was a Mad Men uh, or an advertising show, we, we had to make Mad Men jokes. Ad agency, so we made Mad Men jokes. And they advertised Rubicon nonstop during Mad Men. Right, 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 right. The joke that went over really well, surprisingly, was our joke was, uh, this is a very AMC-type evening, because in here we have the Mad Men, and it was a bad end of town, so we were like, out there, it's a combination of Breaking Bad and Walking Dead. And then the final was, and it's a real Rubicon, why they asked us to host the show. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. <laughs> that is not bad at all. I like that a lot. It's a real Rubicon. Yeah. So we handed out awards all night, and someone else had to hand out the awards. Like, every award was presented by, but we had to... I have done similar things like that. Yeah. Where it's like you're introducing people to hand out. No. They didn't hand out awards. They picked up an award and gave it to them. Oh, well, that is weird. That's even weirder. Yeah. And then half the time it was the mascot for Chinatown that no one has ever heard of, who is a giant, 
who is a giant panda costume. Named Muse. And then, yeah. Well, the... Hold on. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I just want to make sure I understand. This seems like a real award robot. <laughs> this is a classic award robot moment where you would say, and now the winner of the award is this person. Yes. And then another person in a panda costume? Yes. Would hand the award to the winner. Of course. Here's the thing, though. This was the twist. At the very beginning of the show, the organizer came up and said, it turns out that the panda can't see anything. The kid inside the panda costume can't see anything. So we're going to have someone help them up onto the stage. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll have to put the award in the panda's hand for the panda to hand it to the recipient of the award. And this panda was up there like 15, 16 times during the event. Yeah, I felt the panda should have <laughs> gone in the middle of the stage so that people could have taken pictures of them getting the... Yes, yeah. Yeah, that would have made sense. But the panda was terrified. And no one was ever... <laughs> Getting their photo taken, receiving their award. There was no photographer there. No, except the panda's dad. The panda's dad. The panda's dad? Was at the front of the stage taking his picture every time he was on stage. Keep in mind, the dad's son's face is not in any picture. Right. It's all just a panda. Yeah. So it's sort of like an exercise in humiliation. For everyone. Which was then ratcheted up. After an hour and a half on stage, some woman who had drank far, far beyond the reasonable level of drunkenness that, it, that this evening required. And this is in a room where people are drinking. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's not like people are not drinking. People are drinking. It was the night before a holiday. No one had to work the next day. Yeah. And she. I love this poem. By Clement C. Moore. <laughs> So she got so drunk that she actually became... That she was having fun. Exactly. She w went to a whole other dimension where something else was happening. Where this seemed enjoyable. But she... The panda can't see anything. And any time that somebody didn't show up to present the award, she sauntered onto stage. <laughs> Holy shit. And picked up the prize and handed it to the winner. Oh my God. <laughs> this is fantastic. That has pushed it over the top for me where I was, where I wish I was at this thing. But then she ratcheted up another phenomenal notch because she came over to the microphone at some point where I gave her... I want to talk about Rwanda. <laughs> and I'm not very good at knowing when people are drunk or not, unless it's really obvious. But she was kind of... All these people knew each other in the advertising industry. Yes. We're these outsiders. Outlanders. Yes. Maybe she is... Fringiers. Maybe she knows what's going on. And, and then she comes up to us and she just says to us, I'm going to fuck that panda. I'm going to fuck that panda into the microphone. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh my God. I feel like I can see her as clear as day. I have such a vivid image of this woman. Is she redheaded in your vision? Yes. Was she a redhead? Yes. Yes. And then at one point, the woman who was helping the panda get on stage and off stage said to us, oh, the panda's got to go home. It's a 14 year old kid in a costume. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that kid that's got to go home. He's got a curfew or whatever. And so we say, hey, everybody, say goodnight to Muse. Muse has got to go home. And this woman jumps out of her seat and grabs the panda. No idea that there's a kid inside being traumatized. She thinks it's a real panda. Yeah, yeah. It starts grabbing it and putting her leg up on it. <laughs> now, is he being traumatized or is he having the time of his goddamn life? Maybe thinking this is the greatest. This is awesome. His dad's taking photos. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. Our first time, right? To have a record of it. Oh, God bless us, everyone. In this day and age, I think every kid has a record of their first time. Oh, yeah. Or they should. Yeah. Well, there's no excuse not to. <laughs> 
No excuse not to have your first time having sex to be a sex tape. That's right, kids. <laughs> to be sexted. Yeah, if there's any kids that here, you should listen and learn about is... L&L. So we got out of this basically unscathed, and after the show, we would talk to people who had won awards and stuff. There's only four or five ad agencies in town. I'd say to the person, oh, what agency are you from? And they, they would tell me, they'd be like, oh, we got our asses handed to us tonight. Everybody said that. Well, then who won? We were like, it seemed like it was a pretty even race. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like everyone did well. Yeah. I guess in that game, it's supposed to, it's supposed to be you win everything or you win nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we didn't get to do the hilarious glow coat. Right? Glow coat. We went deep with the Mad Men references. Did you bring a cowboy hat? And an upside down chair. And then we spoiled the ending of the season for the guy who was putting it on. He's like, I haven't got to those last two episodes. I didn't know about it. (laughs) Oh, that's on you. Yeah. If you work in the advertising industry and you're not watching Mad Men in real time, like when it airs. Yeah, exactly. Come on. What else do you have to do? And the commercials. That's one. There's one show. The one show since Bewitched that's about advertising. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, if there was a brief time that Joey and Jesse of Full House ran their own advertising agency. And I believe Meg Ryan was an advertising agency in that Hugh Jackman, Reg Ma- Meg Ryan movie. Yeah. Yes, that is still a holdover in romantic comedies like the Rock Hudson, Doris Day era of glamorous occupation being advertising agent. Right? Yeah. And it's still now in this day and age. Well, because you kind of get to be a creative who makes a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, well, Daddy Daycare, that's what Eddie Murphy's job was, an advertising agent in that. I forgot about Daddy Daycare. I forgot that that happened. Never forget. Isn't that what the slogan is about? (laughs) Was there a sequel? Yeah, Daddy Day Camp. It was Daddy Day Camp. Day Camp. Without? With Cuba Gooding Jr. Ah. Kugoju. (laughs) Kugojo. Kugojo. Kugoju. Do we need to cover? Do we need to cover anything else? Ah, let's do this. Yeah, I want to hear this. I was offered a gig, a lucrative gig, hosting an advertising agency's annual holiday breakfast. Okay. It was going to happen this year, and it was a lot of money, and I agreed to do it. As long as they could get 300 people. What's that? As long as they could get 300 people. Oh, this was going to be more than 300 people. I think it was going to be like 310 people. Oh. Oh, all right. It was this thing, it was this big advertising agency in Chicago, and I was offered this gig, and I was like, I don't want to do it, but my wife and I are about to get a new car, and I was like, ah, it would be good to Good to money to put there and nobody will see it, you know? Right. It's just a thing that happens. Yeah. That I would go do. And so I was going to do it because I felt like it's one of those things where since I got married, I felt like I'm not in a position to turn things down anymore. You're a provider. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes, exactly. It's not only my decision. And it used to be where I could decide whatever I wanted to do all the time. Now it's like, oh, no, I have to run this by my wife. And now it's realizing like, honey, this thing came through and I should probably do it because it's money. And she's like, yeah, you should probably do it because it's money. And so I was going to do it. And I had all this angst about it because it was advertising. One of the things was... What if they had all these historic accounts and one of them is like the Marlboro Man? They created the Marlboro Man. I don't want to be part of that at all. So I finally, so finally I got myself in a place where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'll take this money and it'll be put to good use and then I will make my peace with it. And then it went away. I got another email saying like, oh yeah, now they decided they can't afford to do anything like this. They've slashed their budget and it's not going to happen at all. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, now I'm not getting all that great money. Mm, and I already kind of hoard myself out. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yes, exactly. I went through this whole thing and now I'm just like, well, yeah, I already went through the steps to make this okay for myself and now I don't get the money. Thanks a lot. 
Now I'm just left with that awful feeling. Yeah, it's like when the bully died all over again. Graham, do you want to move on to Overheard? I would love to. Come on, Dram. Dave singing. Overheard! Yeah, so that's why there was no panels of somebody ogling a lady, right? Is it ogling? Ogling. Ungulay thing. Ogling. Some people say oogling. Yeah. I don't think that's right. No, what is it? It's ogling? It, 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 is it ogling? Is it ogle or ogle? I, I say ogle. Ogle. Okay. Now, is it goggles or goggles? Stop it. I say kogles. You stop it. When there's only one G, though. Uh, well, there's only one G, though. So it's not like, it's not going to be goggles. You can't say it like goggles. No. Only one thing is goggles, and that's goggles. Glasses are kind of like goggles. Kind of. Paul, do you swim or wear goggles in any capacity? Play racquetball? Well, of course, all my steampunk activities, I have to wear goggles. I play in a steampunk band. All my zeppelining and uh, dir- dirigible activities. Wild Wild West. Yeah. You roll into the Wild Wild West when you stroll into the Wild Wild West. I thought that that was such a cool show when I was a kid. The reruns of Wild Wild West, even though I don't think I saw very much of it, but I did like that whole aesthetic of it. That was part of the original show? This whole steampunk thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before that was a thing. Before it was a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean there was a TV show before Boing Boing? (laughs) Boing Boing the website? Yeah. There were three TV shows before Boing Boing. No, he wasn't meaning Oingo Boingo. Well, Boing Boing is your source for for steampunk. Yeah. Is it really? Well, it's not mine. Yeah, they're extra, extra. No, look, we all have our own sources for steampunk. Exactly. There are certain cereals that are a great source of steampunk. The Constitution guarantees the founders, in their wisdom, guaranteed every American will have a right to their own. Separate but equal. That's right. Steampunk sources. That's right. Yeah, there's a famous picture of all of them having a steampunk robot signing the declaration of... Yeah, and they made an actual visual pun pun with the steampunk checks and balances. Yeah. Okay, overheard. Overheard. It's the greatest of all segments of all shows. Okay, well, we have a little time to... I've been taking my sips during Ryan's really long... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've I've had lots of time to yep. sip. Yeah, yeah. how feel... do we think it's going now? I think it's great. We're in the groove. Yeah, yeah. we're in the groove. It's very. There's some very funny things that were said on this. Yeah, episode. I, I forgot a lot about that award show. Uh, that award yeah. show was that was amazing. I felt like that story went by really fast. Like we're halfway through the show. That was amazing. We're on page eighty-one of one hundred and forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but more than half. More than half. Yeah, more yeah, than, yeah. I, I, but this uh, notation says part two of four. Yes, ends. exactly. But it's um. I guess we're at the one hour mark. Uh, I think it's like probably a two hour episode. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how we're going to do. Like nowadays, overheards are like the last quarter of the show, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll see. We'll okay. see. See how it. See how it went. <gasps> <You're>, <clears throat> y'all ready? Ready. Are we happy with our roles? Oh yes, yes. Uh, absolutely. I'm so happy to play Paul. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my uh, interpretation of Paul. I'm not doing great. an impression of Paul. I'm just giving it a read. Yeah. You know? I'll a keep playing Dave. Yeah. I'll keep playing Graham. It's the greatest of all segments of all shows in the history of podcasts. No, that is official, right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean. Didn't you guys get a certificate? Yeah. from That should have been Paul. Yeah, probably yeah. should have been Paul. Yeah, Didn't weird. you guys get a certificate? Yeah, well, no, but the script says Graham. Yeah. yeah, it does say Graham. Yeah, from a small college that you mail away. They'll send you a certificate. University of Phoenix. Majored in podcasting. That's right. One of those tools. We have a BA in podcast. Yeah. It has a picture of BA Baracus on the certificate. Yes. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. That's how you know. Of course. 
if you don't know how to read, it's like the old pub signs where they would draw a duck in a bucket and you're going, I'm going to go drink at the Duncan bucket. Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to graduate with a BA Barack. Yeah, exactly. I have a BA. Same thing. Same system. I have a BA in fear of flying. <laughs> you got you got to drug them. That's the only way. You got to. You got to. Have either of you seen the A-Team movie that came out? No. Nope. I almost saw it. Even Rampage Jackson hasn't seen it. Ooh, Rampage Jackson. He played Mr. T in the film. Is he from the world of wrestling? No. Ultimate wrestling? Ultimate fightings. Yeah, UFCs. Ultimate fightings. Yeah. Yes. Ultimate fisticuffs. Yeah. I saw it. Poor conflict resolution. It was not a good movie, surprisingly. No? Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, the ending of it is awful. Okay, fightings. Does the that plan come together? Yes or no? Yeah, and... Did he love it? Does anyone love it when that happens? Specifically, Liam Neeson loves it. How is his American accent in that? It's, you know what? It's the... Not great, right? But it's not the worst problem in the movie. How is his wig in it? Great gray wig? I don't know that he... Did he need to wear a wig? Or could they have just, you know, put baby powder in his hair? Good old stage style. Exactly. They drew lines on his head with an eyebrow pencil. <laughs> yeah, sure. You walk around with a cane. Put glue around his face to make it wrinkles, right? Elmer's glue. You let it set. Looks like wrinkles. Yeah, I used to do that with my hand. I did it on my face. Make handprints. You put it on your face? Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I read read in like a junior detective book. I think they swapped the lines. Yeah. But I'll do my line. Yep, yep. In a junior detective book, that was the way to make yourself look old, is you put Elmer's glue on your face. Yeah. Let's say a 12-year-old child just hires a detective in an adultery case to see if a man is cheating on his wife. I better disguise myself as an old man. Sorry, lady. You're not going to like what I found. Yeah. Did you see the old man disguise that the guy trying to get in can into Canada wore? Yeah. The Chinese gentleman? Did you see it? No. <laughs> oh, it was like Mr. Magoo mask. Yeah. Oh, this is like the biggest story in Canada. No, I've not <laughs> heard it. <laughs> Graham's out. I'm out. I'm not in here. The transcriber has really fucked up this section. <laughs> well, we're going to keep going with yeah. the lines given. Uh, yeah. It was about, I don't think they know his real identity still because he doesn't actually have any official papers. And he doesn't speak English. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he's a guy that was trying to be a refugee from, he didn't have to live that way. Tom Petty channels <laughs> <laughs> torpedoes. Thank you. He hand them all to hell. Planet of the Apes. He, My mom gave me a knockoff Tom Petty doll. The Teeth Man. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Petty. Pete Tommy. See, you just flip it around. Sure. There you go. Anyways, he bought an old man, very like a... Lifelike, very... Lifelike mask, and he got on the plane. But a mask? Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, Graham's <Thanks>. back. <laughs> like a rubber mask that you pull over your head, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but not the... It was something that adhesed to his... Yeah, adhered. It did adhere to his face, but he adhered to the rules of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more than just a face. It, it went down to his shoulders and stuff sort of like... So it was high quality. Yeah. Like he spent some money on this thing. Yes, he did. And a lot of people who are experts in this field said the performance was the thing that he had to act it. No, the, the play is the thing, as we learned from our dear friend Hamlet. Speak the speech, I pray you. That's what gave him away. He was doing too much Shakespeare. Dave. <laughs> I don't know what Dave is doing right now. He's just gesturing with his beer bottle. No, keep going. Because I don't know Hamlet. Uh, 
We know you know a lot of Hamlet. <laughs> Impress us. Look, I have watched all these seasons of Slings and Arrows. I've never watched that. I really have watched all the seasons. What is that? It's a Canadian show. Yeah. Sean Collin was in it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was about... The guy from Men with Brooms? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the star of it. Paul Gross. Gross, yes. Our national... Oh, blah, 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 blah. He was terrific. The go-to guy. <laughs> our go-to guy. He's our go-to movie star. Rachel McAdams was in it. Oh! <laughs> I did not say these yeah, Well, Paul definitely... He's referring to... <laughs> I haven't he's, seen He's not Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. He's, just, yeah, yeah. he's referring to Paul Gross mm-hmm. yeah. as our national as something. Our national, yeah. And I, I haven't seen a, Slings and Arrows, so I don't know about this. Yeah, so the, uh, <clears> I think the transcriber just got a little confused. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean... That's fine. Listeners... Uh, but that's why this is what's We got a lot of... We get... I don't know we don't get so many but we used to get a lot of messages about people not uh understanding who is who who yeah. is who amongst the two of us it's, but anyway what do they care yeah <laughs> let's back to the script yeah, okay so um uh rachel mcadams was in it rachel McAdams. oh yeah it was great and it's about dave would like to post past this dave would like to move past this no 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 but it's about shakespeare a theater company theater company okay Yes, in Stratford, I think. Isn't it? Or am I wrong about that? You probably are. It doesn't matter. Okay, a Chinese guy on a plane. All the news reports. We're tired of these motherfucking Chinese guys oh. on these motherfucking planes. <laughs> and all the news reports, like, yeah, this guy, this old man was on, and he had really uh, young-looking hands. <laughs> Everyone in the news report noticed his hand. Really? And then? And he just keeps kept saying, Paul Mall of any time. <laughs> man. That's an old reference that we believe in. Paul Olive. That's what it must have been. Paul Olive. Uh, old person uh, would say that. Say that a lot of that seems right. Uh, but he turned. He went into the bathroom no, 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 no. in the middle of the flight. He took the mask off and returned to his seat as a young Chinese man. And that's when everybody was like, "Hey, wait a minute!" But weren't you old before? But who knows? Uh, but who knows is who goes into the bag. It was a white, shiny, or a white old man. It was a young Chinese guy that put on a white old man mask? Yes. A Caucasian old man? He was wearing white face. Yeah. It's an interesting plan. And so when we, he'd be, when he returned as Chinese. When he'd be returning. When he'd be returning as Chinese, I really think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did just like sit there and read a magazine up like no one noticed. He broke out his copy of <laughs> Refugee Monthly and said, guess where I got this from? Being a refugee. <laughs> so he's now he's in Vancouver and he's on. They're doing th- hearings and seeing if this is a, a, what do we do about this? Because this is a crazy thing. Because you didn't do anything, right? He's just like, I need beyond that he didn't. Well, he. When he returned to his seat, did he. He didn't try to take over the plane or anything. No. No, I know exactly who's supposed to be who in this discussion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I feel like, well, any any questions, I feel, are Paul. Because right. he's had the story told to him. And right. you, you two, I don't know if you're, I tell. But anyways, back to the script. Uh, um, pa- Paul, you have a line? No. But did he? But did he declare refugee status? He didn't declare refugee status on the plane. When he returned. Do you want some water? And he said, no, but I would like to declare. You have to do that. You have to declare refugee status. Oh, he has so many characters going. It was fam. (laughs) I have the vapors. The original title for the headline for the article was Chinese man, fantastic performer. (laughs) 
and it was just going to be a great thing. And then they were like, oh, wait, he's doing something insidious. So they thought originally it was just going to be an art piece. They're going to put it in the art section of the paper. The headline was Chinese man, fantastic performer. Chinese man, one man dragon. Anyway, we're talking over her. Anyway. We're talking over her words, and it is her. I just overheard that for sure. Yeah, and this is our tradition here on the podcast to have the guest. I have an airport themed over her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so great. Let me tell you something. I was sweating this because I, I do listen to the show every week and I swear to God like I would hear people everybody's always got good ones oh I'm, now I'm Paul yeah, yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> like uh, where are we going uh, th- that they all overhear all these great things am I not am I so tuned out of my fellow man and I'm not o- overhearing great stuff well you're listening to this podcast instead of hearing other people I really did I became conscious of it <clears throat> like how often I have my ear, but I don't like, want. Couldn't uh, the transcriber make think like, well, it wouldn't be two Daves in a row. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, uh, like going into this, I thought, oh, yeah, they're going to screw up sometimes. That'll be fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it's confusing. <laughs> me out yeah. so much. <laughs> okay. Carrying the up. world of acting, Dave. Like how often I have my earbuds in just daily life and where I go and everything. And I made a conscious effort. To not do that as much anymore. But I did overhear something. This was last month. I forget where I was going. Some gig or other. And I was at the airport and I'm in line in security. I'm waiting to go up to the podium where you show your ID and all that stuff. And a really old man is being wheeled. Possibly Chinese. Oh my God. You don't think for an in-country flight, for a domestic (laughs) flight? It's David. I'm sorry. This old man is being wheeled to the podium. And he's in a wheelchair and he's got like a little hat on. And he's got a blanket over his legs, like a classic old man in a wheelchair from a movie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's Charles Foster. D- crazy. It's the wonderful life guy. And so there's a woman behind him that I guess is his daughter. <laughs> Back to Paul. <laughs> I would imagine not his wife, but she's old too. But she's not as old as this guy. And so there's another person with them in some sort of uniform, like some sort of, I feel like at the airport, they have people that are assigned to do this kind of thing. Yes. Like to get elderly people through the metal detector because they have, they don't know how things work. I travel with my grandmother once. Yeah. Your blazer comes along. And you ride on that card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then that's what was happening. There's somebody who's assigned to them the whole trip. Right. So the blazer... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan picked up in the middle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So the blazer person has this big pocketbook and is going through the pocketbook. And the woman, the daughter of the agent man in the wheelchair, says, You're looking for his ID in there. You will not find it. But she was so, she was so matter of fact about the whole thing. Like she knew the score. She'd been through this. Well, that was the thing. That was the twist in this. A young Chinese man dressing as an old man getting on the plane was. Was that the ID that he provided? Was an aeroplane card or? Yeah, Jeremiah's Miles, frequent, frequent fire card. <laughs> he was an elite member. Yeah, but it didn't have a photo. Yes, I don't understand how that gets him that far. But I think it's like the, that same thing. The person at the podium was like, he's old. Am I going to wait here for him to look for his crazy ID? Let him through. I was thinking about why you were telling that story f- Flying as an old person, there must be a point in your life where you decide... I just thought about an old person. This is like airplane. I have the power of flight. Yeah, but you're so old, so it's not as great as it was. Super old. Yeah, right. Not bad. 
No, but there's a point in your life where you must decide this is the city I'm going to die in. Like, I'm not going to be able to fly anymore. It's too much. But I'll say this. My dad is in his 80s. Paul, clearly. Mm-hmm. I think he's 86 now, 86 or 87. And he just went to visit my sister who lives in Munich. And they were, they went to the Edinburgh Comedy Festival in Scotland together. Wow. Like he's still. He hasn't reached that point. But when you're saying like older than that. Well, no, it's different for every person. But there's a point where you're like, this is it. Yeah. You decide as a young person, this is the city I'm going to die in. No, but you're still, you might travel still. Okay. This is the city. I'm going to die up old aged. Right. You can decide as a young person, yes. Did someone like end their shift in the last break? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I see. But as an old person. <laughs> you just you just drew a lazy transcriber. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, it's Dave again. I don't know. They were good <laughs> for the they were so good yeah, in the were, first half. I, yeah. But I it's it's kind of become an egg like very sort of an art piece. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. My point is madness. my point is taking your chance. You're saying I might die in this other city that I hadn't planned on dying because I am old? Yeah. There's no point to what I was saying. There's no romance in dying. Is there any point in old people? No, I was going to get the hint. It used to be that they would solve our crimes, right? <laughs> At least one of them. Well, who murder she wrote? Or Matlock. Right. Or he was a lawyer, though. He solved some crime. What about Columbo? Was Columbo ever young? Was Columbia only young? He was forever, middle-aged. I don't <laughs> think we would think of him as elderly. Our recollection of him, his children... <laughs> What if he was so much older? The song Forever Young was written about Peter Fall. <laughs> I didn't know that. That makes so much sense. That song was gobbledygook until you told me that. Now it's all of a sudden, it's a something. <laughs> did Rod Stewart also have a song called Forever Young? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but not the famous one. Um, no, well, his was famous too. But his was a cover of another Forever Young. Oh, really? Yeah. How many songs are there called Forever Young? Two maximum, least. There's only two allowed. <laughs> yeah. As written to a load. load yeah. <laughs> it's like Highlanders. There can only be two. Speaking of old people flying, <laughs> like flying flat bed knobs and broomsticks, etc. No, not even on a bed. A Willy Wonka when they're flying up, that's floating. Oh man, Superman style. Or flying none. What did she find? Youngest? Yeah, but she wasn't old. Almost American hero style. Okay. Awkward, uncomfortable. Yeah, but they're flying. Clearly on a table. Exactly, on a green table. I had a conversation with somebody recently. We were talking about the TV show Heroes, which I watched for most of the first season and then checked out. Same here. Or of when it was not fun. Apparently you guys made the right choice. I never watched it, but that's what everyone says. <laughs> you just said you did. Uh, anyway, <laughs> people have these powers and they didn't, nobody wanted to use them. And that's the most egregious example of, th- of this was the guy who could fly who was like, oh, I, this is like a curse. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Who doesn't want to fly? Although it would be weird to be seen flying. So what? There's a way to put a mask on. You know what I mean? There's a mask on the show called Heroes. He was the one thing about the flight. The flight thing that it would not affect a Superman because he's impervious. <laughs> but when you get up to a certain height, it's very cold. Yeah. Like ice. You need to, you don't need to fly through that. Wouldn't you, though? No. I would. Superman could. Wouldn't you get bored with a low flight after a while and you'd be like, oh, I've got to hit some of that some of that high. How low? Hold on. How high do you go? You don't have to go that high for it to still be comfortable. Yeah, but other than like the kind of cold, you cools it down a bit. Yeah, and then also, like... You've got to get in your face fast. 
So then wear a sweater. Boo, cry me a river with your power of flight. So all of a sudden you're wearing a mask, you're wearing a sweater. I'm not in this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're already kind of warm, right? You could put on if you... And then you're done at normal. You, if you get down to ground level, you've got to carry that stuff around because it's not so cold down there. You've got any guys you just layer up. You wear like a skier mask. Like a crew model. Yeah. If I can fly, why not? I'm saying you wear a ski mask that you can fold up into a hat when you get back on the ground, but you can fly high with that. People are not going to notice you. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You're wearing a ski mask like a bank robber. I'm saying if you don't want to be seen, if you don't want to be recognized. People will think you're up to no good. Yes. See you up there. What if they saw you land in front of your house and walk in? They'd be like, oh, well, it's Ted. He's bringing that ski mask. He's not fooling anybody. Only Ted would have his keys to his house unless his friend Brian also knows. That if I never saw you, they tracked you the whole way. Well, they saw you land in front of your house. Well, then it's up to you to look around and see if anybody, you know what I mean? Like you're up there flying, you're the best vantage point. You can see if anybody's standing around. Like what would you say? Like a bird's eye view? I think I know what you mean. As the crow flies. Now, Superman, he can't fly. They say he can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Early Superman. Yes. New Superman can't. Lois and Clark. Yes. Lois and Clark era. But leaping tall buildings never really made much sense to me. Why didn't you just go around the building? That was the weirdest thing, was thinking about those people in the 30s, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Okay. Like, that was the farthest or or imagination took them. Like, he could jump over buildings. Why not make them fly? There is a huge... He is faster than a speeding bullet. Okay, that's very fast. Yeah. How high can he jump? You can jump over the building. He can cushion himself on the way down so he doesn't break his ankle. Yeah. Like they were thinking in terms of athletes, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What can athletes do? Athletes can jump. They can jump. What's the highest an athlete can jump? Well, not as high as him building. They were limited idiots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a comedian. He's not in town anymore, but he was in town. He had a great bit. I can't believe that I never noticed it watching Superman cartoons or whatever. But he said, the guy who says, look up in the air, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. He's like, how excited was that guy just to see a bird or a plane? That was Jai Harris had this joke about it. He's just the most excited guy who's like, look, everybody, a bird. <laughs> I always thought it was three different people. Yeah, and there's one person thinks it's a bird. One person thinks it's a plane. And was like, no, idiots, it's Superman. But the second guy was like, no, idiot, it's a plane. <laughs> look up in the sky, it's a bird. How dare you make me look up there? It's clearly a plane. There you go. Hey, you leave him alone. Yeah, it's Superman. But the first guy stopping everybody on the street. That first guy, he's got problems. <laughs> but then they should go easy on him because maybe he's mentally, uh, he's got some stuff about life. <laughs> it was the early part of the 20th century predated people saying, hey, what's that? Yeah, it look... How long have birds been around anyway? At least since the tens. I know they're related <laughs> to dinosaurs. I don't know how I don't know how evolved from who. I don't know who evolved from who. Through marriage. I think it's like it, the ACDC song Who Made Cleverness. That is exactly an ACDC song. <laughs> okay, guys. Over here. Well, I was walking downtown the other day and there were like these 15-year-old kids, two boys. This has so got to be my overheard. 15-one-year-old children. <laughs> so you're you're misunderstanding, Paul. What are you saying? They were like Oh, maybe run it by me again. Two or three kids who were, each of them had lived 15 years? Okay. Human years. Yeah. 
Of your Earth years. Earth years. Okay. And I was walking past the Vogue Theater and there was a sign on the marquee <laughs> advertising the act that were coming. And one of them was the band Dr. Dog. Okay. And the, I remember overseeing this. <laughs> and the kid I overheard misreading the sign and he said, Mr. Dog, he's not a Mr. Dog. What the hell? And then he turned to one of the other kids and said, hey, check it out, Mr. Dog. And the other kid was like, no, it's Dr. Dog. Wow. That dog went to medical school in order to process the sign properly. And still went back to Mr. Dog. Hey, guys, look at this idiot. And then I, the last thing I heard him say was... I'm oh, not in this anymore! <laughs> oh, crap! So I don't know. I kind of assumed he was... This was his big chance to get in with the cool kids. Yeah, and he blew it, and I'll remember it, too. He's like, fucking Dr. Dog, who's a D-I-N. That he accepted the fact that, oh, Dr. Dog. Yes, that makes more sense. I have a similar story of two people being stupid to each other, <laughs> where, I was one of the stu- where I was one of the stupid people. I was bringing a jacket into a dry cleaner. The jacket had a stain on it. It was a shark skin jacket, and being a little condescending to this dry cleaner, saying, can you clean this? It's shark skin. And because I guess I thought it was like this magical fabric that you had to have some kind of know-how to clean, or that it was really like, this, was, this has to swim forward at all times. <laughs> well, the guy looked at it, and he went, you went, this is not shark. And then I shut up, and I was like, all right. I was, you have every right to condescend to me. Like condescended to you. Shark skin is not shark. No, of course not. It's only fabric. Oh, of course not. Shark skin jacket is not made out of shark. Yeah, it's the fabric of our lives. It's the original fabric of our lives. Fabric of our week. Yeah, he'd never heard of the term before. <laughs> and I also love right, that, he, <laughs> that he felt it in, and instinctively knew this is nuts. He looked, hmm. he like looked at it and you were sold a bill of goods. I have watched. Washed many a sharp blade. Later, I thought about that. Like, hold on a second. Is there actual sharks? Yeah, the only thing (laughs) is the big fin in the back. Very hard to drive right when you're sitting in the... (laughs) Okay, that's true, guys. Don't give me that face. No, I just don't get it. My overheard comes courtesy of the bank. Oh, you get to do your own overheard? I was at the bank and I actually... I bet it'll be me in a second. ...used to tell her, which I haven't done for tellers, the one that doesn't talk, right? No, Telly is a... Yeah, but I haven't used, like, when the last time you used the bank teller? I actually, when I proposed to Abby, I had to get a large sum of money out, and so I did have to go through a teller, because when I proposed to Abby, I had to give her money. <laughs> you had to give her a dowry. Fred, will you marry me? You give her an envelope full of cash. This goat's you too dry goldsmith. <laughs> I needed cash. Money. Yeah. Uh, Colts. Why was he's the guy, the guy who made Abby's wedding ring, by the way, or engagement ring, same guy who made the dog tags in the movie, Cats and Dogs. Wow. Did he have photos framed? He told me I took his word for it. Never saw the movie, Cats and Dogs. The truth about Cats and Dogs? Nope. Totally totally McGuire voice as a dog. I I don't want to alarm anyone, but I skipped ahead and there's very few Paul's lines. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. (laughs) Oh, okay, right. Different film. Isn't Alec Baldwin also voice a dog? Probably. Sorry, frog in my throat. Yeah, dog in my throat. (laughs) You went to a teller the last time you went to a teller. It's been a long time. Yeah, right, and it doesn't seem like it's... If you have a butcher or candlestick maker for that much or more recently that I've been going to a teller, honest to God. It's literally...
literally like night and day from how good it was yeah. to how it is now. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was strange standing in line. The weird thing is like th- this is clearly you saying the whole thing, yeah. but they've switched to me in I the know. middle. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing as well was the a, a lot of banks now will have a television. <laughs> That you can stare at while you're standing in line, and it was on herself, NASCAR, which is a weird kind of, this is the thing that everybody kind of likes watching. What is all of the people that are going to come into the bank, what is the one thing that would be the most neutral? NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, and they, the weird, this is a total aside, but the weird thing I didn't realize is that Danica Patrick, who's the... GoDaddy girl. The GoDaddy girl, she was driving the GoDaddy car. That's the only reason I... Who better? In NASCAR? In NASCAR. Now she's (laughs) an open wheel car rides. Well, I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? Is that NASCAR? Well, that's not NASCAR. NASCARs are stock cars. Yeah, this was a stock car. Okay, yeah, she was driving a stock car, said GoDaddy on it, and... This is like a crossover event. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like when she she met the Jetsons. Patrick meets the Jetsons. <laughs> and they were driving a stock car. Yeah, but with their feet. And that was the Flint Flintstones. The Flintstones and taught them from a previous crossover. <laughs> you should learn from previous generations. Absolutely canonical. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> the guy that was next to me and at the teller next to me, I didn't have a bank card. And so he had to go to the t- <laughs> teller to withdraw money. And the teller was like, oh, okay, I need some ID. And he gave him his health care card, which is weird because in BC, your health care card doesn't have a picture on it. So he had a health care card from somewhere else that had a picture on it. And then the guy was like... From the Wizard of Oz, perhaps? He said he was. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't count as ID. So I need you to ask some questions uh, to prove you are in the gang (laughs) is fine. (laughs) 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 And then he asked, it was like his mother's maiden name and what the original address on the account and then like numerous questions, probably like six or seven questions. And then the guy goes at the end, he goes... Can I just get one of those cards so that I don't have to answer these questions? It gives you withdrawing $100. This is all for $100. He was there when I got up to the teller. He was already in the process of answering questions. And then the guy said, yeah, but you can't get a card with this ID. And then the guy goes, uh, would you need what? Would you need a passport or something? He goes, yeah, a passport are working. He goes, yeah, I should get a passport. This guy said, yeah, you would need some sort of picture ID like human tasks. Wait, how old was this guy? He was 22 because that was one of the questions. Still, I know. No, but uh, like this day and age, 22 year old should definitely have a bank card by now. But he was wearing a super fancy. Yeah, he was wearing a super fancy jacket and sweatpants that he spent three minutes tucking his sweatpants into his sneakers. So you didn't lie. Absolutely. I had to do. I had to go to the bank teller a couple of months ago because my dad was out of town and time to live it out with the bank. (laughs) And And he his movie premise, uh, he had left a check to pay the visa bill and it needed to be paid that day. It was like during a long weekend and he had left the check for me to go to the bank. It was very convoluted. What? And he was going to be out of town, but he was going to miss his... Weekend at bank. 
<laughs> the gift shop and they and I had to go to the bank and pretend to be my dad and I did the same this guy in the jacket and the sweatpants don't share the same name no but I didn't it was the kind of transaction where you didn't need an ID right but I did need to pro- project the confidence that w- that I was the person doing it's me Mr. Shumka <laughs> <laughs> so, are you like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghosts, where she had to close the account and she? <laughs> Do you remember that scene? Oh, I remember that. I don't remember all the details of Ghosts that you might think. <laughs> um, so she goes to close a one million dollar account, and the big gag is she wants to keep the pen. Oh no. The big gag is she doesn't know it's a $1 million account. Oh, that is right. And she goes, <laughs> and then she say, how would you like it? And she says, tens and twenties. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's why she's one of America's comedies. Super dangerous. <laughs> anyway, I got the visa bill paid. No harm done. But I felt I needed to dress up a bit. So, yeah. All right. All right. Now we, uh, the me. break part three of four is over. Okay. Uh, how do we feel it's going now? See, uh, yeah, it got really, uh, it, it became like an art project. It there. really did. Yeah. It became an art piece. Um, are your donors going to get a copy of the of the transcript? Yeah, we can give yeah, them. I think that. that'd be fun for them to follow along yeah, and yeah. see w- w- how it went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what they can do is they can take the, ori- well, you know what we should maybe do? What? Maybe next year? We sent in a transcript of this. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and, just, and just keep yeah. going. Just keep yeah. going until it gets weirder and weirder. I would yeah. gladly do that for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Um, Call it the echo chamber. <laughs> all right. Part three. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is, this is like, this is, I'm st- sweating now because. Well, Paul comes back into it here. So. Not only uh, do I now have very long lines. Yeah. Yeah. But they are long lines I never said originally, yeah. and they are wrong. Yeah. They are yeah. all right. Like, you've got you've got you're like an actor. You're so picking it up. The yeah. person who like the transcriber who stepped in in the middle mm-hmm. uh, has been getting names wrong and is bad at transcribing the word. Seems like it. This yeah. my favorite uh, little mistake is this. Uh, so you are like Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts. Clearly, and ghosts. it's in ghosts. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I think they use some That's kind cute. of shorthand machine like. Yeah. A, 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 a stenographer, yeah. but and I bet there were different different transcribers picking up the or what other parts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so other like, transcribers are great, or in some parts, maybe you do sound a bit more similar. And there. by the way, I want to apologize to the transcriber who's transcribing this one year from now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's okay. go. All right, final part. No, but I felt I needed to dress up a bit, so I put on like a nice, nice. Yeah, no, 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 but, no. Uh, Put on a gray-haired... Tucked my shirt in. You put a flower in your hair. That's right. Exactly. And I wore a nice pair of loafers. Very nice. And it worked, right? Yeah. There you go. There were none the wiser. Banks are stupid. Except for when it comes to 22-year-olds. Yeah. With their health cards. Yeah, then it's interrogation time. I got my medical marijuana card. You get $100 for more medical (laughs) marijuana. We have some overheard submitted by listeners. Oh, here we go. If you want to submit your own, you can send them in to stoppodcastingyourself at gmail.com. Our first one comes from Chris T, not Christy. No, Chris T, anonymity. I overheard this one on the GO train, Toronto, on my way to work the other day from two very business-looking professionals. Suit one. So, did Dave have his kid yet? Suit two. Yeah, he had it on Saturday. Suit one. Nice. What did he have? Suit two. A baby. 
Sue one right on. <laughs> wow. Nothing says I'm barely listening to you. Right on. Right on. The next one comes from Ryan H. And Ryan H. sends one in. I was leaving Costco and overheard two young male employees discussing their Friday nights while wrangling shopping carts. Guy one. No, man. They were using the tall round tables. You know, the ones not attached to the floor. Guy two. What? That sounds really dangerous. Guy one. I know. I was really concerned for the strippers. Th- that's nice for them to be concerned for them. Yeah. Sure. That's an emotion. Not your... Blah, 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 blah. For two seconds. In that strip club. Yeah. I know. I actually, I accidentally thought of them as people for a second. Weird thing is, I've dealt with a bank teller more recently than I've dealt with a stripper. Yeah. What a strange world. I certainly have not been to a strip club. It really doesn't come up unless you're in your 20s, I guess, and somebody's getting married. It shouldn't, right? It shouldn't go up unless... I'm getting married. Yeah. Are you ready for your strip club excursion? You want us to go to a strip club? Is it mandatory? No. Okay, then no. You're a married man now. Did you do anything for a bachelor party? I went out to dinner with like, there were five of us. We just went out to dinner. We had a really nice dinner. We had a nice dinner, and then walking out of this restaurant, we realized nobody had paid. No! And then we ran. And then we ran like hell. It was our last night of freedom. There was a group of girls at a table in the same restaurant that, as we were leaving, one of them recognized me from show business and... The greatest business of all. And then we all started talking, and she said, well, we're getting married too, and my fiancé's having his bachelor party. You should go meet up with him at this place. (laughs) And so we all had, there's five, six of us, and we'd all had a nice dinner. We'd had a couple of drinks, and so we were in that place where you're thinking... I could go for another couple of drinks. That would be nice. And so we follow this girl and her friends who are leading us to this other nice bar to meet her fiance and his friends. And we walked and walked and walked. And the walk was so long that everybody lost interest except me. I was still like, we finally got to this place and the place was closing down. It was like, oh, well, I'm staying. So now all of those guys that were with me were staying in the area and I was staying on this island outside of Charleston and I was like well I wanted to hang out and now everybody's leaving I got all worked up to have an evening this is my night nobody cared anymore because we're all like all adults we're not kids so it's like everybody's in their 40s like yeah great so we're so close to the hotel fantastic and they all left and then I called my fiance who was having a night with the girls a real hen night yeah exactly and she was hanging out at this beach house on the island where we were staying and I was like well I want to come over where What are you guys doing? I want to hang out. Everyone was like, no, I'm going home. I'm like, God damn it. I want a thing to happen. I want my special night to still be happening. And that was it. That was it. It, If that night had ended, like the dinner was over and that was it, I would have had such a great time. But it was like, it went one step. Yeah, this promise got me all worked up. It was the promise of something more. Exactly, Dave. You put your finger on it once again. By the way, I think we have a great transcriber again. Yeah, they're back. Yeah, the book ended by good transcriber. Thank you. Did I mention this? That cousin for his thing. The cousin story? Oh, yeah. That was a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I don't think so. They smashed a car. Smashed a car? Like an extra level on Street Fighter? No, they they went. (laughs) Or like that Michael Jackson video? More like the extra level on Street Fighter. They With their fists? No, more like Michael Jackson. (laughs) Do they punch cars? I think about it. It was more like the Michael Jackson one. This last overheard. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Explain the car beating up. Oh, they went for their bachelor party. I can't remember what country it is that they went to because they live over in Europe. So going to another country was like... It, oh, it was Croatia. You just go on the train. It was one of the hostile... Homophobia. <laughs> they live in the International <laughs> House of Pancakes. I was going to say one of the countries that the movie Hostel may have taken place. But yeah, there was a place there 
for whatever, $100 in the scrapyard, you could go and they would give each piece of, each person a crowbar or a sledgehammer and you would just destroy a car and it's cathartic. That sounds like work. Yeah, but it'd be a lot of fun. Haven't you ever just wanted to destroy a car? Or kick over a drum set? No. Well, you're no Michael Jackson then. That's true. Yeah, or a street fighter. Guilty. What if you could beat the shit out of a drum kit? Yeah, like imagine that car required some sort of math. I wish that I could just kick it over, but that's not helping the song. Of course, like the pounding on the drums just serves to make me a worse drummer. I'm not getting out any aggressions. You know what I mean? Because the songs still happen. What if you simplified just your right foot, just the bass drum? You can do that. What if you just renamed... Don't try to talk me into drumming. Say with me. Renamed the band The Flips, and at the end of every song, Paul flips the drum kit. It sounds more like the middle of every song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... No, 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 no. And we never finish a song, and that's the, they say at the beginning of their set, hey, everybody, we're the flips. In the first measure of every song, <laughs> the drummer flips over the drum kit. Hey, everybody, we're the flips, and we're not going <laughs> to sing a whole song tonight. So they just sing the first measure. Or we may, but drums will not happen all the way through. Yeah. Drums will be featured very briefly. Yeah, I think uh, that would be a novelty band I would pay. You know what? As we were talking about this, I would love to see that. I don't want to do it, but I would love to see that band where the drummer gets frustrated with not being able to drum well, knocked over the drum kit, and everybody else just keeps playing. It's clear that's what's happening. It's the only instrument where that works. If you can't play guitar, you're ruining the song. You could smash the guitar. Yeah, you could smash the guitar, but then the song is ruined. You can't keep going. But if you hit the drums... We don't need drummers. That's the thing. Well, no. The thing about the drummer is you're animal from the Muppets. You're aggressive. Yeah, chuck it over. You're a dumb monster. You're Ringo from the Beatles. Yes. You're something from that other band. You're a large uh, or a Def Leppard. You're a one-armed band. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah. You're a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, you're a slot machine that also does a little drums. Moonlight. Sure. That's how he makes so many coins. Our last overheard comes from Matt B. Our uh, last written in one. We've still got calls to go. Oh, I, I know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Hurry up, Graham. Uh, I'm trying my best. Uh, last night, my girlfriend and I went to see the Cake Boss Live. Did you know that's a thing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. A lot of people have alerted me to that fact. Okay. That, that the cake boss is touring. We were seated next to an absolutely crazy woman in her mid-20s. She had made a collage for Buddy and glued a rolling pin and a whisk onto it. She was also wearing... I've never seen him with a rolling pin. That's like a bunch of random junk. I've never seen him use a tool. No, not at all. He's not... I saw him... I wanted to show the other night... I had not watched it since Best Week Ever when I was on Best Week Ever and I had to watch things like that because I do an impression of him on my podcast. Has it been around that long? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. A couple of years now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought, oh, I should watch this because people kept telling me you should mention fondant a lot because that's what he mentions. Fondant. He mentions fondant a lot. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch an episode of this to see if he mentions fondant. And I saw him make a fake flower for this cake and he used a little brush of, and he was painting this thing with edible paints and stuff like that. So I actually saw him use a tool. Oh, right, right. And not just yell. There's a thing. Uh, I was watching it the other night and there's something he keeps referring to. He said it when we were watching it too. He kept calling it something called modeling chocolate. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I use modeling chocolate. Like, that's a thing everybody understands. That if you say that, you're like, oh, sure, of course. Yeah, he's using modeling chocolate. They've mentioned it on Ace of Cakes as well. Yeah, but what is modeling chocolate? It's a chocolate that's not very tasty, but it can be molded in different ways. It should be called molding chocolate, don't you think? Fine, I was trying to use a different word. I understand how you're doing it. 
This lady. With the mostly the same letters. This lady who was holding up the cake boss sign that she had made was also wearing what my girlfriend determined was supposed to be a sweater, sweater top, only she was wearing it as a dress. I overheard her say two gems to her husband. Number one, after she didn't get to ask a question during the audience Q&A where most of the people were asking questions, she said, I didn't get to ask a question because everyone was asking a bunch of stupid questions. Number one. Number two, before the show, when she was discussing the cake boss with her husband, Jennifer Love Hewitt doesn't deserve her millions of fans, but he does. <laughs> hey, a true cake boss uh, fans. Well, those two are in constant competition. Buddy Velastro and Jennifer Love <laughs> Velastro. Same famous cleavage. Hey, we were watching the cake boss a couple of weeks ago, and they showed an old video of the cake boss from 1992 when he was 15, making him 33 years old. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. But when I watched, he said he was 32. He must. But then. He must be eating nonstop fondant. I said that. It does not look good. And maybe some modeling chocolate. Maybe a little modeling chocolate. It's very fattening. That's because it's able to be so malleable. Exactly. It's mostly fat and butter. It makes itself into fat. And uh, modeled itself into aging. I was watching it and with that in mind. To be fair. I look like hell at 32 as well. I was in terrible shape. I think I looked worse than him. But you were also working in a bakery at the time, right? You were making... I think I was just hanging out at one. But he's not like a cake prodigy. How do you get like, why are we like, I'm 29 years old. Why are people following him? Why isn't there a podcast boss show? Oh, because every week you don't have to make a crazy podcast and deliver it to the fireman. <laughs> don't I? Yes, exactly. <laughs> or a boat maker. Sort of have to make a crazy podcast. You but, do. But, but not, not to somebody else's specification. That's true. Yeah. And a heavily produced thing where it's like the one I just watched. I didn't even see the end of it. I just saw the beginning of it where it's so produced and this guy's saying, I want you to make a special cake for me because I'm going to propose to my girlfriend. And Buddy's saying, oh, congratulations. That's great. And then the guy is saying, and so I want to bring her into the bakery and then show her a special cake. And then when you see that cake, I'm going to ask her to marry me. He's like, oh, she won't like a cake where it's like, it looks like a ring box and all that stuff. And the guy's like, yeah, I want it to look like that. And then he says, and there's something else I want you to do. And then there's like a music sting. And he brings out the ring and he says, I want you to put this ring on the cake. And it's very important that you take care of this. And Buddy's like, no, of course, I will put this in a special safe place. And the guy's saying, he's the worst actor, this dude. You have to promise me now that nothing will happen to this ring. And Buddy goes, no. No, of course not. You got my word. He's like, nothing's going to happen. Well, now, do I need to watch the rest of it? Do I need to watch the rest of it to see Buddy flip out? Where's the ring? I don't know, Buddy. His nephew comes in with a kite. I needed a weight for my kite. <laughs> in addition to over, written in overheards, by, and by the way, you can write us at stoppodcastyourself at gmail.com. Damn, Skippy. We also have called in overheards that will... Oh, oh my God, what a long show. <laughs> and you can call us at 206... 206- 339-8328. Do That's not call my us fault. that number. It's always my fault. No, no, no. It's nobody's fault. It's a mitzvah. <laughs> uh, how do we want to be these callers? I'll be, I'll, I'll be Greg. Okay. Nice. Hey, Dave and Graham and possible guests. This is Greg from Omaha. Do a uh, voice. I was just calling in and overheard uh, I had today. Omaha's Trader Joe's just opened, the organic grocery store, and there was a grown woman and her mother. They were walking through the aisles, and the place was totally swamped with people. And the daughter said in distress, Mom, look how long the lines are. It'll take us forever to get out of here. And her mom replied, Oh, honey, I'm not here to buy anything. I just wanted to be here for the moment. I get that. 
When he said Omaha was getting their Trader Joe's, you made a very attentive... A shrug. Yeah, a shrug. Well, it was when the guy said the organic grocery store. Well, we don't have that here. We don't have it up here. We have things like that, though. Yeah, we have Whole Foods. I also, I think because I'm used to Trader Joe's, I don't think it was the organic grocery store. I think it was the cheap grocery store, like the sort of hippie grocery store. I think the organic grocery store, it makes me think of Whole Foods, which is very upscale and very expensive. But Trader Joe's is like the place, and thank God there's Trader Joe's, where you can get decent, like, decent stuff. TGI Trader Joe's. TGI TJ. Trader Jorves. Thank you, Trader Jorves, and thank you, Jod, for this. Thank Jod for Trader Jorves. Next, next. Hey, Dave, Graham, and possible guest. Sounds like Greg. <laughs> no, this is Mike. This is Mike from Las Vegas. I got an overseed. I had to walk around the corner to pick up my daughter at her friend's house the other day. We came around the corner, and I'd never walked around this corner before. <laughs> I'll put a little, uh, like, phone filter on these. Mm, nice. There was a car sitting there, and the license plate frame on the front of the car caught my eye above the license plate itself. It said, get rich or die trying. And on the bottom it said, in theaters, November 9th. (laughs) (laughs) What movie? Is that the name of the movie? That's the 50 Cent movie. Oh, man, it's great. I thought the payoff was going to be something 50 Cent related, but I didn't know it was going to be. I just assumed it would be something 50 Cent related. Right, of course. Was that supposed to be an autobiographical film? I think so. Maybe semi-autobiographical? He wrote it. It was Curtis, what's his name? The guy who directed Delhi Confidential and 8 Mile. Oh, okay. <laughs> Delhi. I think they mean LA I Confidential. Do, but I like. <laughs> right? Chris Hansen, didn't he direct Get Rich or Die Trying? From To Catch a Predator is the gentleman... Isn't Hansen the boy band? The gentleman named 50 Cent. It's his actual name. I think his name might also be Curtis. It is Curtis. There's a lot of Curtises in the world. Curtis 50 Cent. Cowboy Curtis. Sure. Curtis Mayfield. Curtis LeMay. Curtis Strange. Golfer. Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Mayfield. Didn't I make him up? Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. And also some people named Kurt. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now we're getting a whole other area. Yeah. Can I say this? I feel weirdly, this is my first experience with this, after having hearing it. After getting rich and dying trying. After having hearing it. After hearing it so many times, now that I'm the recipient of it, when I hear possible guest, it feels weirdly dismissive to me. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's just the two of us. No, I know. I totally understand. Uh, we've totally... Uh, we've... We've totally admonishing our our callers for presuming that we would have a guest in an episode where we didn't. Yeah. But I think they're trying to err on the side of politeness. Yes, but it's like how you feel like it feels. It's sort of like I'm a nobody. No, well, that's not true. It couldn't be farther from the truth. Like I don't matter as a human. No, that's not true. I think that's right. No, I understand what you're saying. I think the caller meant you're not human. You're subhuman. I feel like a chud. Are we going to go chudding after this? Oh, I'd love to go chudding. Please, can we? It's not too late, right? Careful, they're cannibalistic. No, no, this is the exact right time. This is when they come out. The nighttime is the right time for chudding. For chudding? What are we going to do? Are we going to get them? Are we going to beat them? What is chudding exactly? Oh, it's when you party with the chuds. For the listener, if you're not familiar, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Exactly. I believe it's when you (laughs) try to bang a chud. Huh? Chudding is when you try to bang a chud. (laughs) That's right. Bang. Bang. Not more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, banging (laughs) means killing them 
Well, when I... <laughs> when you... Pay- <laughs> <laughs> When you bang a chud, it means that you shoot them by sexing them to death. Before the term cougar became so well known, when I was in university, people would claim to go cougar hunting when they would try to bang a cougar, an older woman. And then there was also... And then they would bag a cougar. There was also a side version of that called waist banding where they would... This is the worst. None of this ever happened. Where they would try to get the largest woman. Oh, I don't like any of this. Do you... By the way, Graham's lines were my life. Uh, I don't like any of this. Do you guys know what those guys were? They were the biggest losers. Oh, not those fat people like TV wants to tell you. The people... Chutting is when you try to get the most cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. That's right. That's right. And it's like one guy is like, hmm, she's pretty cannibalistic, but she ain't trying to eat me. I got the most cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Yeah, we're above ground and this is halfway to the point. I've never seen that movie. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Proudly, you say. Yeah. Uh, isn't it the one about the Toxic Avengers? Yeah. Uh, the line. Oh, Avengers. 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 Never mind. Yeah, oh, well, uh, yeah, exactly. You guys should have worked it into your Sterling Cooper or whatever the presentation you did. The Toxic Avengers. And finally, our final overheard. And finally. Oh, hi. Oh, it's, it's, no, yeah, it's Ryan's Ryan yeah. turn. Oh, hi. It's Graham's mom calling from Calgary. I haven't overheard. What? Well, I was part of it, so maybe that's not the right term. Maybe it's something like an over-involved overheard. In any case... I was at the mall on Remembrance Day in the evening near closing time, so it was really quiet. Hardly anyone in the mall, and I took a few items up to the counter and asked the cashier, who was a pretty young woman, for a different size in one of the items. She replied without a hint of irony or rudeness, Oh, I'm really sorry, ma'am. I don't know if we have other sizes. I just work here. (laughs) I like it. I just work here. This is just my job. Why would I know? I'm the last person in the world who would know that, what we have here in the store. I play keyboards. The cashier keyboards that are an actual computer keyboard. My mom calling in and overheard. Yeah. It was sweet. It was adorable. On the Paul F. Tompkins episode. Oh, sure. She was saving it up. Yeah, that's right. That happened four years ago. Hello, Paul F. Tompkins, possible guest. Yeah, the Paul's possible guest. Would that have killed people? They knew I was going to be up here around this time, right? Oh, man. People are the worst. But really, people, if you want to call 206-339-8328, that's not the number anymore, or stop podcasting yourself at gmail.com. And also, speaking of internet things, stop podcasting yourself wise, someone was kind enough uh, the same person who alerted us that we were number two after stop puppy biting when you type stop pee on Google. Well, apparently, we're now number one. Stop puppy biting. Yeah, we've beaten out. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Oh, you guys. I'm so happy to be here for that announcement. We're glad to share with you. Please don't take this the wrong way. I didn't think you guys are going to beat stop puppy biting. No. Yeah, man. Now that I knew that it was a phrase, I Googled it myself. I feel like I was sinking my own ship. And it's to both stop puppies from biting and to stop people from biting puppies, right? Yeah, it is. That's why it's such a broad category. And you'll never stop people from biting puppies. One hyphen makes all the difference. Now, Paul. Yes, hello? If people want to find you online, and I mean there are numerous sources to do so, where should they go? I have a website, Paul... 
pftompkins.com. I am on Twitter at pftompkins. I am on Facebook, Paul F. Tompkins on Facebook. I'm on all those places. And you have a podcast. I have a podcast, the Pod F. Tompcast. Once monthly. Once monthly. I've started to add extra stuff. It's such a treat, though. Just thank to, you. It, yeah, it really is. It's, That's nice of you to say. And it's something. It's very singular in the world of podcasts. There's nothing else like it. There's really is nothing else like it. There's a lot of podcasts like this one. There's a lot of podcasts, and you've been on all of them. Yep. Well, there's in a couple of in the couple of dudes chatting. I would say this. Yes, there are other podcasts that follow the format of the conversation, but there's not a lot of podcasts like. Stop podcasting yourself. I love it. I love it. There's a lot of podcasts that follow the format of the movie The Conversation. True. Starring Gene Hackman and either a Schlemiel or a Schlemazel. You guys are great. All of those podcasts at the end have somebody tearing up, excuse me, tearing up floorboards and playing the saxophone. We're going to do it. Dave, do you have anything you want to play? Of course not. Here's the one thing I do want to plug. I've gotten a lot of emails about these beard paintings that I've brought up, mostly as a joke, but a lot of people now actually. It did not seem as a joke to me when, uh, and I'm sitting in the room with you. But I know, I know, but there's a lot of people want them and I'm going to. Name your price. Well, this is the thing. Anybody wants them, I'll do it. Uh, it's going to be abstract. I'll give you, I can't give you a design because the, because the beard's going to do, it's not a hand. It's going to be all face. Yeah. Like in the A-team, it's going to be all face. You got your BA. Yeah, sure. You got your BA. Yeah. You try to keep face by getting your BA. You love it when a plan comes together. Something, something Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if people want them, I'll do them. And all the money, I will put it towards a charity. To stop puppy biting. Yeah, I'm going to put it towards stop puppy biting. I think there's a charity too in town that I... uh that I am affections towards, especially there's one called Megaphone, which is a magazine that homeless people write and sell on the street. And I will gladly make as many beard paintings as people want. And all the money will, I assure you, it will go to charity so that. Well, I want one. But th- well, then I'm saying it here and now. Well, this is going to be a long. How much do I get to call the shots? Well, what do you mean in terms of what you want painted? I want a painting of a unicorn. Yeah, I can't promise that I'm going to tie off my beard and then paint it with my face, so I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do things that well. I want an elephant. All right, but I can, I can I try and then call it an elephant even if it doesn't look like an elephant? No, I want an elephant that looks like it was painted by one of those elephants who paints. The elephant keeps that money. And I want it to be called self-portrait. I want you to know those elephants keep that money. That's the difference between you and those elephants. Those elephants keep that fucking money. Yeah, that's for them. Oh, the sons of bitches. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you very much. Oh, while you're plugging things, could you plug my show in Vancouver one last time, even though it already happened? Yeah, Paul is going to be in Vancouver tonight. Where was that taking place? The Warner Theater. That's right. Yeah, it sold out, didn't it? It sold out, yeah. It did sell out. You're welcome. And you'll come back again, will you not? I will come back. And I want to say thank you in huge part to you guys. Well, and you did during the show, which was incredibly sweet to do that during the show and say thank you. No, but I think that you guys were nice enough to plug the show several weeks in a row. And I think that went a long way towards selling the show out. And thank you so much for that. And it was a pleasure to come up here and do the show and and pleasure to come up here and do your show. I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, well, we were looking forward to having you, and we're honored that you would come to the city and be on the podcast. You should be. And we are. It's fantastic. It's a big deal. It's a garbage city. Listen to how my voice... Listen to how high my voice is! Did you know that it's 2.20 in the morning? Yes. We did it, you guys. Guys, we did this whole podcast under a blanket with flashlights. We made a fart fort. I got to take a break from the fart fort.
I can't wait till our mom comes in with Jiffy Pop. My mom was. She called in. Your mom called in. That's right. That was the equivalent of keeping it down, guys. Keep it down now. We're trying to sleep. I know you're having fun. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, really, anybody out there enjoys the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I know that people are very good about telling their friends about it. And come on back next week for what I can only imagine will be an amazing episode of Stop Podcasting Yourself. Ryan Beal, everybody. Wow, Ryan Beal. a lifetime. I feel like it descended into <laughs> uh, complete insanity there. It did. It did. But and then, then it, it leveled back. out. Yeah. yeah. It was a very interesting experience and to be inside Paul F. Tompkins' head for yeah. just an afternoon, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you guys next year. Yeah, I yeah. think we, uh, I'm right. in favor of doing this again. Yeah, I am fun. too. <laughs> Transcribing this thing. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then w- it'll be like Ryan's lines, but you'll be referring to me as Paul. So yeah. it'll get even weirder. But then, yeah. Oh, yeah, so in the, right. in the thing. In the, that, and the actual. And then it won't be. It won't be Greg, you know, it'll be great. You know, it'll be even crazier. I yeah, think. it will right. definitely be even crazier. Broken telephone. And, but also it'll be even crazier because, I mean, it'll be crazier if they nail it 100%, which yeah. they won't. Which yeah, they that's will. right. Yeah, 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 and we'll yeah. have a lot yeah. of, uh, we'll make eyes at each other and be like, oh, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> well, well thank- thanks for donating, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we would be nowhere without you, the donors. So thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this. A bizarre experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you stuck with it. Yeah. I can't believe we did it. We did it, you guys. It feels like a feat of strength. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Adieu. Oh, that was fun. That was amazing. Okay, now let's get it on its feet. (laughs) 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 Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.